From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you ready? This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's going on? Father's Day weekend. Uh-huh. Big plans or what? No plans. Like it's A lot of them are weather dependent, but, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I already gave this my a- dad his Father's Day gift. What'd you oh, give nice. him? A What'd bottle you- of Maury. beer that passed through the Stanley Cup. Excuse me. It's a bottle of beer okay. that they poured into the Stanley Cup and then into the bottle. Ew, gross. So that, you could, so that, no, so that dads could drink from the cup. Ugh. That's Ugh. disgusting. Do you, know what, do you know what's gone on in that cup over the years? Yeah. What dad like not, and not modern that? times where, like, they really play up the fact that the, the cup has a protector, that dude with the white gloves that walks around with it. I mean, like, in the back in the day, what went on inside that cup. But what dad wouldn't celebrate knowing that? I don't know. I don't well, know. you have to think about when players get the. You should get take the cup. like. Do you take like? Does it does on the on the cap when you undo the beer, right? Yeah. When you lift up the cap, is there a is there a, a, a penicillin shot in there <laughs> no. that you that you swallow this and then and then drink the beer? <laughs> no, bro. No? <laughs> There's no way. Don't you remember, like last summer, no uh, one of the players, whoever won the Stanley Cup last year, yeah. uh, one of the players had like was being called out because they had like this big party on a beach in Florida, yeah, and like so many people were there with the Stanley Cup, yeah, doing all sorts of stuff, yeah. I yeah. don't. My dad seemed really proud to drink this. He must know all this, and he was really happy. Yeah. He like, even said, amount, "Okay, yeah, real you, talk. The amount of those... ass that's been through that bruh, cup in bruh. that cup." Then you see, like, the you saw, like, you saw Ovechkin in Vegas with that cup, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, yeah, you think he was like, cool, like, listen, guys, respect the cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. How much DNA is in that cup? Bro, it's a lot. There's a come on. Yeah, there's a lot. So you gave your dad beer that was. And then poured- he was like, I'm going to keep this bottle and show it off to all my pals. Oh, jeez. Why'd you so give it to him early? What's that? Why'd you give it to him early? Because oh, I was there. So I wanted to, like, Drink Are you gonna see him the, this weekend? Okay, so maybe I should. I drank some of it with him, so may, I stole some of the gift. Oh wow! You you and your dad shared a beer? Yeah, really? Yeah. Has, when's the last time you guys shared a beer together? Not since before his uh, heart surgery. He's <laughs> not supposed to have a full bottle. That's of beer. right. Are you? Is your, did you, you give your dad say he's not even supposed to drink beer? Is no, he? Not at all. Oh yeah, good for you. Yeah, good <laughs> Father's Day. Yeah, way to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, great, great Father's <laughs> Day. You're, you're he's probably like you are the one person trying his, Frank's trying his best to stay on track. I know. <laughs> Listen to what the doctors say. Maury's showing up with Stanley Cup beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know, and who knows what's been in that cup? Right. right? I yeah. Sham- Champagne, beer, ass, cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your dad's poor heart. Day. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Saw Both a picture days. of a uh, video of Maury. Come in here for a sec, Maury. Saw a picture of Maury? No, like a video, and, it, and Maury was in a tank like, top. I don't know. He was what? in a tank top. It was very, like, it threw me off. Huh? Seeing oh. Maury in a tank top. I looked awful. <laughs> What picture was this? I it's hate a, it's a this. video. It's a video of, of Moore and his dad. Look at this. Here, look. Look at Moore in it. Look at Moore in a tank top. 
It's weird, right? It's weird to see somebody in a tank top you've never seen in a tank top before. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that? You run out of laundry? No, oh, like wow. I thought, like I, I found this tank top in the closet. We're cleaning out all our closets, and yeah. I'm like, I had no idea Happy I had a tank pride. top. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, let me try. I'll wear this. Yeah. Standing up, it looks great. Right. Sitting down. Do you wow. not find though? Because I'm I'm totally fine with tank tops, right? Yeah. But, but I always found years ago. Going out of the house in a tank top is like it's baby steps, right? So like you have to first purchase a tank top, yeah. right? Which is like step one because we're so used to T-shirts, okay? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this six inches gives us all the security in the world of a sleeve where you take that off and suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I feel nude, right? Yeah. You see people in tank tops all the time, all the time. right? Growing up, massive fan, Hulkamania, running wild. Yeah. Um, and then you, so the first step is to actually buy a tank top. Then you get comfortable in the tank top in your own home mm -hmm. i find that before you leave the house in a tank top you have to get comfortable in your own home oh, in a tank top stages yeah stages baby steps you walk around you see yourself in the mirror you get I used to all it. those steps you skipped all those steps mm. because going out of the house in a tank top is like the final step and you are not at final step yet no, I skipped all the no, first no, no. five steps. No, no, but you are still not at the final step. No. No, because what you did, going out of the house, you didn't go out of the house in public. No, but let me you tell you, You went out of the on. house and surrounded yourself by, by family. Th yes, this was a pool day shirt. Right. I did not know, like, oh, you know, let's do this video. I didn't know I was going to do this video, and then I'm like, well, I love what we said in the video. Right. So I'm hoping everyone will watch it with their eyes closed. No, was Matthew there? <laughs> Yeah, he shot oh, okay. the video. But oh, what did he say said, about? Then said you should have wore a different shirt. Really? Oh. I'm like, well, why but, wouldn't you have said that then? <laughs> but you, so you don't think that? What, so it, but he saw you like in the condo at home, right? No, because I um, put the shirt in the bag. Oh, right. Oh, you put the tank top. So you wore something else before you left the condo. Right. Then oh, okay. when I got out of the pool, I put the tank top on, and then I drove home in the tank top, went for the dog oh. walk in the tank top, oh. then saw the video of me in the tank top. <laughs> okay. And how do you how do you feel about it? Because you, you are not a tank top I'm person. I'm never going to wear a tank top ever again. Right, right. Ever, and ever. Wh why? What, what do you feel? I feel largesse. Okay. Largesse? What does, what that, does that mean? mean? Like, the tank top doesn't sit well. For some reason, any other t-shirt, hold back your laughter, makes me look normal, like not as big down below in the belly area. Okay. Tank tops, for some reason, when you sit down in a tank top, it squishes everything. <laughs> okay. But it's not like it's a super tight tank top. But yeah. it's interesting to me more. No, it's like, a large. But, but in, here's what I find interesting. <laughs> here's what I find interesting. Is that you wore a tank top and you felt insecure in a tank top like a lot of people do feel insecure in a tank top but the part of the wearing a tank top that made you feel insecure wasn't the exposed arms it was the parts that were covered yeah that's weird to me yeah no i know like i'm fine with my shoulders and, and my back hair i don't care whatever <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> again baby steps right it's, it's baby steps to get it to get used to the tank top you can't just go for it no the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast I watched Luca yesterday. Oh, how is it on Disney so Plus? Good. So yeah? good. Maury, come on in here. Because I got to ask you, because... Uh, we don't watch it yet. The initial reaction to Luca before anybody had seen it... Yeah. ...was that um, it was the gayest Pixar movie that they've done. Oh, I, I could see that. Um, and then the director came out to say, no, this is no, like not being derogatory or, or trying to distance himself from the fact that mm -hmm. these two kids, um, that it's referencing what it's like coming out and the reaction to your family and everything else. But he had said what this is, is that period of youthful friendship before 
girls become a thing. Right. So it's like it's that time when you're a young boy where you can develop these sort of friendships um, where they're your everything. But before all the other distractions in life, it's that very, very, very small period. um, I guess I can see what they're talking about, how the metaphor like you're coming out of the water, the fear of coming out of the water and how. You know, it, it's scary out there, but then you find out it's so much better when but, you're out of there. Yeah, no, no, no. And I could, I mean, just like, like if the if the director and the writer, you know, weren't trying to be overtly gay with Luca, um, the animators sure put a lot of stuff in there <laughs> to make you think that it was. Well, they're riding so that, their bike was, together. Oh, the the, the Vespa Aww. stuff. But but when you but it is it is a sweet it is a, an incredibly sweet gay. story. You I didn't, didn't think, think gay. I thought two amazing friends who had something nobody will ever have. Right, right. Uh, but I guess it's the fact that they walk into a town. People are horrified of the thing that they actually are and they but find each other. I didn't think any of this you just told me now. No, I, I know, but yeah, listen. I'm, I'm, well, now I got to go watch it for a third time. <laughs> uh, but it is an incredibly, it's an incredibly sweet movie. Um, and, and my take on, on that stuff is the, and if you look at Luca mm-hmm. and you see gay, you see it as a sort of coming out story. I think that's fine. Right, a hundred percent. Identify with what you want to identify with. Yeah, no problem. But as long I, as you love it, as long as you love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I also think that looking at Luca and saying that it is a story of coming out um, is the reason why young boys don't tell their friends that they love them. Yeah. It's the reason that young boys don't develop those sort of deep friendships. It's because if you have that kind of connection people immediately label you gay, right? Like, it's, it's part, that's part of the because reason. what else would you call it? Because what else would you call it, right? You know, so it it's, wasn't... So you can look at Luca any way you want to look at Luca, and if you can identify with it, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to be one thing or the other, but I also don't think that it should dissuade people from expressing those feelings but for friends. But isn't that the definition of an amazing movie when you can find so many layers yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. It's it wasn't really until, good. Um, within the past five years that I started telling a lot of my, like my homies, like my male friends, yeah. that I love them. Right. Like if we're hanging out and we all part ways, yeah, brother, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't until it's like within the last yeah. last five years. <laughs> Look at Maury. What? <laughs> I tell Ross all the time. I tell Shem all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> You gonna hit him with that during Pride Month, bro? <laughs> right after we talked about Luca, after we talked, after we talked about, we just talked about Luca and how no. beautiful it was. Sorry, dog. I hit you next week. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I'm going through these two stories here. So you can now. There's an app called uh, Swimply. Ooh, I love apps. Okay, don't download it. You Why? Don't need, you don't need it. Because it's an app. Like It works just like Airbnb does, yeah. only it allows you to rent somebody's swimming pool. Oh. Swimply? Yeah, in their backyard. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Okay. Dog. And this, like, took off, apparently, during the pandemic. Well, um, yeah. Because you can rent somebody's pool. And if you're the pool owner, you can charge whatever you want per hour. Mm. You can set up your minimum minimum hours. But then people come out to mm. rent your rent your pool how and, genius is this and i guess that you have to give them access to like the bathroom and and stuff like that and then there's mm. another guy in toronto 
who is renting his balcony in his condo for $25 an hour so people can go up and take Instapix. But what is his view nice? It's a a 60th floor, beautiful view, CN Tower, skyline, everything else. It's all the touristy stuff that you want to see, usually from the ground, but you get to see it high up. Now, am 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 I like a pessimist skeptic thinking that this is all just a ruse for guys to get... Girls? Girls. Oh, that's the first place. Right. Like, why went. else would somebody rent their balcony for Instagram pics to make for money. people? Like, who does he think is going to show up there? Like, who's going to pay $25 an hour? Like, tourists to, from Vancouver to, to, to rent your come balcony. By, like a family? To rent your balcony. You think Maury will? <laughs> yeah, Maury. No. Yes. No, I'm the guy. I was immediately thinking maybe I could rent my balcony. Maury, your balcony is on which floor? The third. And what's the view? The garbage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me hit like on that right. back real quick. <laughs> Could you, you list that no, balcony? I can't. Um, yeah, but I always, I always just assume that this is a way, like this is some scheme that some guy has come up with. And I'm not saying that this is what this guy is doing. I'm just saying that's immediately where my head goes. Is that lockdown has been tough on a lot of people yeah. and f- meeting new. People is very difficult. Because well, you think, like, if they're all by the pool, he's bringing out the margaritas? Something like that, right? Yeah. Hey, need any company? Exactly. <laughs> like, in, in, like, in his mind, he's he's thinking, like, a girl and four of her girlfriends are going right. to rent out the pool. Yes. And then, at that point, shoot your shot. Yeah. Meanwhile, what he's going to get is, like, people like my family, where I go in the pool with my kid and I go, shh, 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 did you hear it? <laughs> that's all we do in the pool. That's all we do in the pool. Right? Uh, but no, to me, this hmm. just seems like a way to just meet chicks. But $25 for a balcony rental for an hour. $25 for an hour. For an hour of a balcony but like, rental. like, what are you going to You're not... I don't know. It is a beautiful view. Like the, okay. the view is the view stunning. But you don't have to just take... You could go to this guy's balcony, maybe sit down, read a book... Yeah, I guess. You think you can just hang out? No, I think you got to work. I think you, you got to take some hour. Hour. No, I know, but I, know, I don't think you could just go and hang out on the man's see, balcony. But, but that's the thing. Like, I think the exact same thing. Like, maybe you grab a Starbucks, you sit there for five minutes, you snap some pics, and then you bounce, right? You bring your laptop but and then, work on your, you know, your presentation. To Maury's point, maybe yeah. somebody sees that view, and it is a nice distraction, and they do bring a book, or they do bring a laptop. Yeah. Then you got to ask for the guy's, maybe, ask for the guy's Wi-Fi. Or date Who's? night. Maybe so you, you bring your date up there. Funny you say that. You're given Wi-Fi access. Are you when, really? you, when you rent his balcony. See? Yes, you are. Yeah. I'm starting to think this guy's actually a genius. No. Yeah. No. It's not. It, no. it is easy money. It's not necessarily for Also, for the picking pool up one, I love this. I would love to rent somebody's pool. You, Your father has You're, a pool. I know. Yeah, you but I don't have access, access to, to that. I'm not allowed to go there when he's not home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so maybe he could go on the app. I'll rent it. Trust. The amount of, you know what? The amount of people in Maury's life that just trust you so yeah. much, man. It's, it's absolutely incredible. That's what love looks like. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. That uh, Kardashian reunion last night with Andy Cohen was incredible. I'm not even a fan of the show. I've never seen one episode of this show. But and you've really, over the past couple of weeks, been into the uh, the final. Well, no, 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 no. Season. No, 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 no. No, I. What well, I'm you're the in. One that's always bringing it up. No, what I'm. <laughs> Just say facts. No. No, no, because what I'm into is finally what you're getting is the now that everything is coming to an end, you're Mm. actually getting the reality of what that show was. And it's not the sort of theatrics and trumped up scripting and all of this other stuff, all the nonsense. Um, 
what you're getting is the sort of reality behind things. And this Andy Cohen special, I don't know, did you watch it last night? I did not, no. Let me play a couple clips here. Yeah. So Andy because Cohen. we know everything that, uh, that played out in real life, and then like six months later, we see how it plays out in their world yeah. on, the, on the television show, right? So Andy Cohen um, goes right back to the beginning, like the mm. very beginning, and why the show was popular in the first place. And he wonders if it or how much of it had anything to do with Kim's sex tape. This is number two. Do you feel that the show would have had its massive initial success without the publicity that surrounded the sex tape? Mm. Wow. Looking back, probably not. I think that everything happens for a reason and I really try to like live like that. And every time there's like something in a crazy scandal that feels like you can't breathe and how are you gonna get through this? It always is a lesson, even if it's a private lesson or even if it's just something that we didn't know we had to go through. Have you thought about the time that you're going to have to explain it to any of the kids? Absolutely. Or have you had to explain it? I haven't had to as of yet. And luckily, I think that so many years have gone on and so many things have happened. Yeah. Um, positively that it really erases that that is something that I have to live with for the rest of my life that is something that's like being held over my head I try not to have any regrets but it's probably the one thing that I wish didn't exist and if I could erase any of the stupid things that I've done in life that's probably it and it's more so from being a mom than anything do you think that Andy Cohen had to submit to them mm. general topics, not specific questions that he's going to ask, but these things may come up in our conversation. He started the whole show by saying, you guys don't know anything that I'm asking you. And like, he, okay. he says that right off the top saying, now you guys know nothing. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is before, would he uh, have said to them, here I, are an array of, of topics that may come up, not specific questions, topics that may come up. Yes, I uh, just because you want people to be prepared yeah. for answers. Um, I but but it sounds like to me, you know, it, it's a sort of a hybrid of what you're asking and what Maury just said, which is, you know, I'm sure that they went through and said, hey, if we're going to do this, we got to do this right because mm -hmm. my reputation as Andy Cohen is on the line because this is what I do and you guys know this and that I ask everything and just be prepared. We're going to talk about the sex tape. We're going to talk about, you know, the, the Kanye divorce. We're going to talk about you know, the, the secret pregnancy with Kylie. Yeah. We're going to talk about all this stuff. And so you, you sort of prepare them that way to just know that everything is on the table and then yeah. that way they can formulate answers. Go to number nine. This is um, uh, Andy asking why it did not work with Kanye. If I asked you point blank, why did your marriage not work? What would you attribute it to? I honestly don't think I would even say it here on, on TV, um, but it was not like one specific thing that happened on either part. I think it was just a general difference of opinions on a few things that led to this decision. And like in no way would I want someone to think that I didn't give it my all or not really try. Um, you know, we have four kids. There's nothing that... Um, I think parents would want more than to see, or even kids want more than to see their parents together. I grew up and I, I live that myself. How is your relationship with him today? We have an amazing co-parenting relationship 
and I, I respect him so much. And, and I think we, um, I think we'll have, you know, that was my friend first, first and foremost for a long time. So I, I can't see that going away. I will forever be Kanye's biggest fan. He's the father of my kids. Kanye will always be family. Wow. Now, I don't know what they're going to get it to in part two, but that's Sunday at nine. Oh, damn. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you mentioned uh, real quick, you mentioned the thing about Kylie. And yeah, so hiding the pregnancy because well, that like, was the whole thing, right? It's how like, much of it did they get into? Uh, number four. Oh, um, you kept your pregnancy a secret mm -hmm. because why? I shared so much of my life. I was also really young when I got pregnant, and it was just a lot for me personally. I didn't know how I would bring that to the public too, and have you know everyone's opinions. I think it was just something that I needed to go through by myself. Oh, damn. Right. Girl wearing a lot of jewelry. Too. Yeah, I know. It's not, it's, I, it was either glass in a, it was either ice in a cocktail glass or jewelry. But yeah, no, 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 for sure, for so sure, that jewelry. Yeah, uh, keeping up with the Kardashians reunion part I, one, bro. And then, I don't know what they're going to talk about in part two, but there is a part two Sunday at nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Tristan Thompson denying that he cheated on Khloe Kardashian. So the oh, story really? was that Tristan Thompson went to a party on Friday and uh, went into a bedroom with three women and came back out looking disheveled 30 minutes later. Come on, bro. He said when he arrived, his shirt looked all, all pressed. And when he came out, his shirt was a mess. He looked disheveled, they said. He continued to party for about another hour, and then he left the party at 4 a.m. with his entourage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this puts him in what? In that room at what, 2 a.m.? Yeah. 2.30? Something like that. Right? 2.30, in the room, come back out, disheveled, party for another hour. Eh, I guess 2.30 somewhere. Nothing good ever happens at 2.30, man. Y'all weren't playing PS5. No. Uh, so responding to that story, if you look at his uh, Twitter, he just uh, tweeted um, five cap emojis, which I didn't know means lying. What? Like he thinks that we are to believe that they were in there just having long discussions? Or maybe it just didn't happen. Or that it didn't happen? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it didn't They were happen. asking me about my or, NBA career. Or, or, or he's not saying it didn't happen. And what he's saying is that he didn't cheat on Khloe Kardashian. Hmm. What he could be saying is, hey, listen, we broke up. I went to that party single. Mind your business. Yeah, single man's going right? to do what single man's do. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so he's he's calling. He's capping on that. I don't know. How do you say that, capping? What do you say? How's, what's the proper no way cap, to say that? No cap. No, no cap. cap. No, but he, if you accuse somebody of capping, do you accuse somebody of cap? Or do no. you accuse cap. somebody of capping? I didn't do that. No cap. No, 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 no. If I accuse, like, if you're saying, if I think you're lying, yeah. right? You're saying mocha, mocha, that's cap. Mocha, that's cap. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank gotcha. you. But you don't, nobody says capping. Absolutely not. Are you sure? That's cap. You don't say you're capping? That's weird. Like, if I think you're lying, no, I don't say you're capping sure. right now? Yeah, yeah it is. It cap. is. You should use yeah. it all day today. Listen, man, okay? I'm just trying to do my best to navigate this new world. <laughs> yeah, all no right? cap. Okay, no cap. <laughs> no cap. Right? No, but use capping all day today. Put it yeah. on social. I, would, I will never use capping. It'll... I don't, real no, I don't understand. It's one of the, it's, I will go my whole life. I'm going to live a great, fantastic, long, healthy, happy life mm -hmm. without ever using capping in a non-ironic way. Uh, in Trust or, me. In or not in a no flex zone? Uh, well, I will flex, but I will not cap. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet. Okay. What does that mean now? Oh, 
that's a long story, right? Bet? <laughs> yeah. All right, bet. But, but bet's already a word. It, correct. Right. Yeah, no cap. Okay. Oh, you guys, man, I swear to God, both of you. You're going to... I'm going to quit before the end of the show. No, no cap. cap. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We got a neighborhood thief on our hands. At least that's the case in Oregon where Kate Felmet's cat has been going around stealing stuff from people and bringing the items home back to Kate. She's got so much stuff now, she had to set it all out in the front of her house so people could come by and, like, claim their stuff. Hello, Kate. It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. So you got a thiefy cat, huh? <laughs> yeah, Esme steals things. She's, uh, she's been doing it her whole life, pretty much. So what does, like, when did you realize that, because cats will bring home anything because they love you and they want to give you gifts, so oftentimes it's a rat. Um, or a bird. If, if you're lucky, or a bird, or yeah. in my case, my cat would just stand at the back door with a live dragonfly in her mouth. Oh, no. By its butt while its wings were still flapping. Gross. Um, but when did, <laughs> when, when did the gifts go from being that to being people's stuff? Well, mostly it was back in, um, back in March when lockdown first started because uh, I think it's because they're, well, I was wearing masks a lot. So I, I wear them at work and I, they were, I guess all over the park next door. So she started bringing them home in early March and she had always brought home little bits of garbage and, uh, you know, plastic bags and rubber bands and rolls of tape and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but when the mask started, I mean, she brought home, you know, four or five every day. And one day she actually brought home 11. 11 masks in one day? Wow. Oh, yep. my God. Gross. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Gross. So what do you do with them? You gross, just toss yeah, them? Gross. Well, I mean, they're, these aren't like cloth masks. Back in March, these were all, you know, gross surgical masks. Oh, so no. I, you know, back then I was afraid to touch anything. So yeah. I'd, like, pick them up with chopsticks and put them in the garbage. Ew. Um, so what kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff gross. has she been taking? Like, what other stuff has she brought home from the neighborhood? Like, anything um, that Esme, the cat, has brought home that you knew belonged to, like, a neighbor, let's say? Yeah, so there's a... When this, uh, people started opening their garages, she was just going in there stealing all the time. And so... Um, I eventually had to like go around to the neighbors and get to know them better and, and make apology rounds and bring stuff back. But there's a kid across the street who likes to roller skate and has Spider-Man knee pads, and she's stolen the same pair of knee pads three times. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, poor kid. Yeah. So, um, she actually stole a, a taxidermy bat from uh, one of the neighbor's garages. She's also brought swimsuits and lengths of fabric and lace, and she, she stole a camera at one point. A camera? Um, but this spring, it really – a camera. Um, but this spring it really turned into gloves. Okay. So, so now you have all this stuff and you did what you, instead of hiding it all and pretending that your cat isn't the neighborhood thief. I did. I did hide it for a long time and I would chase down the neighbors and try to give it back. But at one point she bought me two gloves a day for four days in a row. And (laughs) I had, I had a a pile of, I actually had a pile of 14 or 15 pairs of gloves. She always (laughs) made a sign Yeah. and the sign says, my cat's a thief, and I painted a little picture of her carrying a glove on it, and I put up a clothesline in front of my house and the, along with the sign um, so people could take stuff back. Because I figured, again, by the end of the summer, I, I could have, you know, 50 pairs of gloves if I didn't find a way to give them back. So oh, you, no. So wait, so you, you, put a, so you put a clothesline in your front lawn, and you put a sign saying, hey, my cat's a thief. If any of this stuff is yours, just take it. And you just hung all take the, you just hung all the, uh, the merchandise on the clothesline? Yes, and I keep hanging merchandise on the clothesline. Oh, no. <laughs> so have you noticed, like, more yeah. and more people showing up to your place, like, on your property looking through to see if any of that stuff belongs to them? Yeah, first 
on a lot of takers, and I probably got rid of maybe 10, 12 pairs of gloves and a running belt and several masks. Can you imagine taking a mask that you'd lost and was hanging from somebody else's lawn? Yeah, no, no gross. No. I just buy a new one. No. <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, the gloves that are there now have been there for a while, and actually I have a new purpose for them. I've been hiding them for Esme. Um, so the gloves that are not being taken are still serving a purpose. Oh, so you deliberately hide gloves so he just brings home the gloves that you've hidden. I started this three days ago, but it seems to be working. I put them, um, I put them in the in the park in a vacant lot, and every time I've done it, she's brought back both pairs within oh, wow. two, three hours. And wow. She looks so happy running, running through the back door with a pair of gloves in her mouth. Wow. It's like Easter every day for your cat. Right, <laughs> little scavenger hunt. Yeah. You also have to be careful that people don't see you and think that you're littering the park with gloves and masks. <laughs> well, they might. Yeah. I figure it's better than her stealing other people's stuff. In my neighborhood, I don't know what I would find even more weird. Seeing a cat running down the street with a glove in its mouth or watching a woman hide glove in the bushes in the park. I think it just toss them far off into the vacant lot. Uh, and and uh, how old is your cat? She's three. Three. Three, and she's a shelter cat. Love shelter cats, love mischievous cats, love cats that bring home gifts, love thieving cats. Um, and uh, thank she's you so bored. much. She's, she's bored. She's super bored. Things to do, right? Super bored. Got to fill that time. No, she, she's not bored. She has an agenda. She wakes up at 5.30 in the morning, like, let me out. I got to go find some gloves. Wow. Damn. I got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> got to go to work, Ma. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kate, it. you're the owner That's of Esme, the, uh, the thieving cat. Thank you very much for joining us on the yes, Raza Mocha Show you. today. You have a great day. You, you got too. it. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Joanne, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on with you today? I'm just so sick and tired of my husband just farting all the time. Okay, so Joanne, you wrote us this. Uh, Roz and Mocha Fix My Life. My husband farts all the time. It takes great joy like a nine-year-old to run up to me and let it loose. Uh, it's tiring and annoying. The worst part is, is his farting in bed. For me, that is the limit. He thinks it's all funny. I literally pushed him out of the bed with my feet last night. I sprayed him with hair detangler oh, no. um, so he and his gas would get out of bed. Please help me. Um, have you tried having like a, a serious conversation with him? About farting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have. And he says, uh, it's normal. I mean, it's normal, but I, I've never been with anyone that farts like at the how long amount been- that it's like all the time he even uses it like for exclamation points sometimes for goodness <laughs> sake okay oh yeah so he'll like <laughs> he'll say something <laughs> definitive and like cap it off with a fart yeah <laughs> well, actually pretty okay. talented. how long you been with them mm, eight years eight years huh you got any kids no okay why don't you divorce them <laughs> everything else is great it's just this Oh. Well, then there you go. There's, there's your answer. Uh, I, I could say that maybe you could have a conversation with him. Um, how, does it affect your sex life at all? No, thank God. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, well then, geez, man, I'm running out of ideas here. Yeah. Uh, I would I would never suggest, like, I would never suggest withholding sex because I think that that's, like, a whole dumb thing. Um, but if he still, you still find him attractive? Like, he still turns you on? <laughs> well, when uh, <laughs> he doesn't have one of his... Okay, I'm just, it I'm, depends on the day when he's farting, like at a crescendo. Then, yeah. like, no, okay. like, stay away from me. Okay, I, I, when oh they're stinky. Okay, well, I, I would say what guys, you know, may respond to is if you just sit down and say, "Listen, I'm your wife, and I want to have a wonderfully long, beautiful marriage to you that is filled with fantastic sex for years to come." 
when you do that, I find you the least attractive that I have since I've known you. It is the least sexy thing that you do. And it's not that I don't love you, okay? And it's not that I don't want to be with you. I'm not going to walk out of this marriage, but I need to find you sexy, okay? And this really affects that. You can fart, but my God, when you weaponize it and you torture me with it, that's like my limit. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Have you ever, I, I have you ever tried firing, firing back with a fart, like just to let him know what it's like? I'm not full of gas like he is. I don't know. We eat the same thing. I don't know in his body. Like, do, I, I just can't do it on demand like he does. Do some yoga or something ahead of time and just <laughs> lo- load up the chamber and uh, and then wait for, him to, wait for him to come in the room. Oh, no. Uh, but I, thought it, if, I thought if I do that, that it's just going to make it worse. So I'm like, even when I'm... I'm loaded to go. I think I better not because otherwise we're going to get into like a thing like little kids. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably love it and be like, Oh, you want a battle? Yeah. Yeah. He'd like, yes, he'd I like, think so. Yeah. You'd wake up and there'd be one in a jar on the counter for you. Oh, <laughs> I'm right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Next, next, next thing you know, you're lighting them on fire. Oh, no, you're like I'm doing so all, gross. you're doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think that you can have a conversation. Like, I don't think that you need to play real hardball with a, with a farting husband. Um, but I think that you can say, you know, I, I love you a lot and I love being your wife, but, you know, I need to also find you attractive. And I normally do. Every other moment of the day, I still find you sexy, man. But when you, like, throw a fart at me, no, nah, that doesn't work for me. Not cool. Not cool. And, uh, and I think that maybe he may, he may tune in. He may tune into that. Nobody wants to think that they turn off their wife. Yeah, I think, thanks. I think that angle, I didn't do that, I think of that angle before, but I think that angle might, might actually reach him finally please right. well, God. try that out and hopefully it gets you out of your stinky situation does he does he fart in bed and when i mean in bed i mean in bed oh no 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 if he did that forget it he'd be toast okay yeah. so he can so he can control them then sure he can yeah okay cool he just does it for your benefit because he thinks that you enjoy it or he's a troll you know what i mean like a lot of guys love trolling their wives with farts yeah, I think he's a troll. Yeah, yeah, you can tell him. Hey, you can troll me with a lot of things, right? Just don't, just you know, don't don't put a fart in my lap and walk out of the room. And yeah, it's then, not sexy. No, it's not sexy. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. All right, does that help, Joanne? Yeah, it did. Thanks right, so much, guys. Right. No worries. You, you have ever, a good day. You ever throw a fart at uh, Jenna Mocha? No, no, I can't. You can't. I, I, when I let one one go, I yeah. will warn her. You will, huh? Yeah, I'll be like, babe, I'm really sorry. Oh wow, but it. It's really bad really? in there, or it's really bad in this vicinity. You may yeah, want to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Why did you do that to Catherine? Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, there's no, there's, I don't even give fair warning. Like, I just can't. It's who's got time for that? Oh, jeez. Wow. No, no, no. I do it all the time to Matthew. You, you do it all the time in here. Yeah. All the. I'm proud of mine. Yeah. Why are you so proud of them? Because you don't. Because like you don't have much. Because you don't have much else to be proud of, or oh. you're like. <laughs> What? I'm just asking. I'm can just I just, asking. No, can I ask a question? How are you so good at insults? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joanne. Take care. Because you make Thanks. it Aren't so easy. Are you going to ask me who my favorite is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz, hands down. Oh, uh, thank you, my love. And I'm not going to explain it because Roz says, please don't do that. <laughs> so okay, Roz but is now, mine. But now I need to know why. I just love his... His wisdom and uh, his jokes, and I love, love, love his laughs. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> oh, guys. Hot, right? <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So explain this to me. Are people pissed at Usher or are people pissed at T-Pain today? 
No. Because I see both their names super high up in what's going on. No, people are pissed at Usher okay. and running to defend T-Pain. So there's a show that is on Netflix or coming to Netflix in the States called This Is Pop. Mm-hmm. And there's a clip that came out where it's T-Pain talking about how he fell into a deep depression after Usher told him what? Oh, I'll let T-Pain tell the story. Usher was my friend. I really respect Usher. He was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. Kind of f***ed up music. I chuckled a little bit. It was a nervous chuckle, but I chuckled. And and it was... I didn't understand, you know. Um, I thought he was joking at first, but then it was like... Nah, man, you really, like, you really f***ed up music for real singers. And I'm like, how? Wait, are you serious? It was like, yeah, man. Like, look what you did, man. Look what you're doing. I'm like, what did I do? I came out and I used AutoTune. He's like, yeah, you f***ed it up. I'm like, but I, I used it. I didn't tell everybody else to start using it. That is the very moment and I don't, I don't even think I, I realized this for a long time. That's the very moment that started, like, a four-year depression for me. Because T-Pain is correct. He's not the first person to use autotune. He is one of the guys that, when he came out and started using it during a time where his music was just so popular and he was getting, like, number one hits. His albums were going number one. He picked right. up, like, two Grammy Awards. It was all T-Pain everywhere because it wasn't just his music. He was then in high demand from other artists to collaborate on tracks because of his use of autotune, so Usher which was, made it seem like autotune was basically everywhere. Well, I mean, T-Pain is, when you think autotune, you think T-Pain. You don't oh, think anybody yeah. who did it before T-Pain. That's right. You but, think of things like this. Right. This is one of the songs that was everywhere, which helped make T-Pain such a high commodity in the music business, right? But yeah, man, everyone was going in on Usher yesterday. Yeah, and I don't disagree with Usher, to be honest with you. I think that the I think that what Usher was saying is that, you know, your excessive use of autotune has ruined music in the sense that now you no longer need to stand on talent. You no longer need to be a singer that, mm-hmm. you know, perfects the craft and fights to the top. You can be a lot of different things in music, but what autotune does is it makes it easy for people to be in the same league as people that they shouldn't be in. Um, Jay-Z had released a song at one point called uh, Death to Autotune. Yeah. Because it was after T-Pain, then everybody else started using Autotune a lot more where previously they hadn't had to rely on on that technology. Right. And there's, I mean, and there's better examples of Autotune. Like when you can actually hear the Autotune, it became a style for people. Yeah. Right. Um, And... I was never into it because it just sounds so robotic and sure. there's no, there's no soul to it. There's no heart to it. It's, 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 I don't know. It's like a, I don't know. It's like painting with a computer kind of thing. Like it's Snoop just, Dogg, there's no, I think the, he released there's no like a, life to it. A full album. I believe Snoop Dogg did 
where it was all auto-tuned. Yeah. Kanye did the exact same thing. Yeah. Lil Wayne did the exact same yeah. thing. All of this was after T-Pain. Yeah. Uh, but people were going in on Usher about his auto-tune comment and then bringing up the fact, like, bro, you are talking all this about T-Pain, yeah. but then you go and release a song where not only your auto-tune, but the person that you're singing track with, Will I Am, on a song called OMG, right. uh, also is using auto-tune. Like, it's very minimal auto-tune on Usher's voice. But, like, when you hear Will I Am come in... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everyone's like, Usher, how dare you say this well, about T-Pain and then still be in a song that's like heavily auto-tuned? Well, because T-Pain changed the game, right? Like, you don't have to agree with it, but T-Pain changed the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I didn't know that this threw him into uh, into a four-year depression. And, no. and, and those words from Usher just, you know, hit so hard. But um, but yeah, no, I don't I don't disagree with with Usher. Really? No. Uh, one of my f- I think it took the life out of a lot of music. One of my favorite um, comments I saw on Instagram. Because everyone, like, people were, like, going below the belt. Yeah. Oh, with some of, of their insults. Of course they were. Against Usher coming to the defense of T-Pain. Yeah. But somebody says, why does everyone give T-Pain such a hard time? Also, didn't Usher recently just give somebody herpes? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. There is an anniversary I've been waiting so long to celebrate. Am I involved? Um, in the conversation, sure. Oh. It was on June 23rd, 1996. 25 years ago today. 1996. Stone Cold Steve Austin won the King of the Ring oh tournament, God. beating out Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Okay, so he leaves the ring. Jake the Snake is still standing inside the ring. Right. And Stone Cold walks up to where Michael Hayes, who is conducting the interviews, okay, is. And Michael Hayes sticks the microphone in front of Stone Cold's face. Right. Who is still amped up from just winning the King of the Ring okay. over Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Who at the time, Jake the Snake, had retired for a bit. He came back. Is that why you're wearing an Austin 316 hat today? No. No? Just coincidence? That's the reason why I'm wearing an Austin 316 hat today. Yeah, go ahead. And this was uh, during the run when Jake the Snake was all about uh, his religious beliefs. Oh, wow. So during his promos and stuff, he would always, like, be busting out lines from the scripture and stuff like that. Really? So Stone Cold, yeah. Gets on the the microphone. Yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin gets on the microphone and says this. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Speak on it. Don't just get him out of the ring. Get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. Get out, Jake. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Nope, you lost. Talk about your Psalms. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. <laughs> so that was the first time. Is that where it came from? That's the first time he used the Austin 316 reference. It really, huh? Which then became 
like for merchandising everything, everything the most popular even to this day the most popular piece of merchandise that the WWE has ever seen. 25 yeah. years ago today was the first time he referenced Austin 316 because the very next night, people in the arena started showing up with their own, like, homemade shirts and signs. Well, it's 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 wild because w normally when you see something like Austin 316, like, if you just said that, like, this goes to show you, like, how just how that penetrated all aspects of wrestling culture than pop culture than just general culture which is normally you would see something like austin 316 written and you would think that it's to commemorate something right, right? something that you don't understand nobody ever questions what austin 316 means no nobody everybody knows what that means yeah and today is the 25 year anniversary wow. since stone cold steve austin uttered these words austin 316 says i just <laughs> whipped your ass oh hell yeah this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So two companies really stepped in it this week. Uh, Ikea had their Juneteenth menu with watermelon and fried chicken. Oh, no. Oh, no. An attempt to honor Juneteenth is backfired uh, oh, no. for one Georgia Ikea location. In Georgia? Yeah. Does it happen in the United States of America? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Guys. They, uh, to honor the uh, perseverance of black Americans and acknowledge the progress yet to be made, we observed Juneteenth on Saturday, June 19th. This is what they said. Um, in an email which was sent to employees at the branch, look out for a special menu on Saturday, which will include fried chicken, watermelon, mac and cheese, potato salad, collard greens, and uh, candied yams. Okay. Just... I mean, it sounds delicious. <laughs> no disrespect. The menu, that's probably the most lit Ikea menu ever. Right? Okay? Yeah. But you can't do that to, and say this is all for Juneteenth. Okay, so that's that's Ikea, right? Oh, y'all messed up. And oh. now, let's, now let's move over to a New York Times um, investigation with Subway. Oh, no. What? Bread so, again? So the New York Times submitted to a lab 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches. The study, which was commissioned by the New York Times, said that they failed to identify any tuna DNA in the Subway tuna sandwich. No amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, uh, so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species used. Hold on. So what are they feeding everybody? Well... That's not tuna? It's, it's, not, it's not. What is it then? Because didn't they... Was it, you guys remember? There's two there conclusions. A... There's two conclusions, they say. Yeah. One, that it is so heavily processed yeah. that whatever they did pull out, they couldn't actually identify because what may have started as tuna, by the end of it, there's nothing left of that tuna in there because of the, the cooking, the preparation, the processing, everything else. Mm. So it may have derived from tuna or it could just be other stuff that is made to look, taste, and feel like tuna those are the two possible conclusions kind of flaky right very much has a tuna right. smell and taste right but, but uh, you guys remember wasn't it recently or like a couple of years ago weren't they accused of like um 
the bread wasn't bread. They found like pieces yeah, of foam they, or something. Well, like that, no, no, no. They just they, it, was, it was so heavily processed that that it couldn't be considered by the FDA. I believe it was that you couldn't actually call it bread. Oh, right, because it didn't have enough of the components that actually constitute what is what is bread wasn't like the same material that's used in like floor mats they found in um, <laughs> i don't know in the bread i, I don't in the know the bread not bread that, that i don't know i mean listen delicious. tell me your bread without being bread <laughs> the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Canada's drag race winner, Priyanka, will be hosting the 40th annual Toronto Pride Parade this Sunday afternoon, starting at 2. Priyanka, like, grand champion Mm. of uh, Drag Race Canada. Also, you may know uh, Priyanka as uh, Mark Sookie from uh, The Zone on YTV, who has been in my house since Roxy was just, like, a kid. Crazy. Uh, So crushing it on all fronts, on all demographics, an absolute champion. And I know uh, one of uh, of Priyanka's dreams was to do this show yeah also has a brand new album coming out uh called test out this summer featuring the song cake sounds like this oh my god it's so late it's been a hot minute want to see that face <laughs> oh my god i look great spending all my time and you're making me wait somebody better call the fans because i'll be turning heads i'm about to cause a scene now step aside bow down for the queen now one night trying to take Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? Look at that crown. Look at you. We have to start with this. Back on April 16th, you tweeted, my dream is to co-host the Raza Mocha Show when my album comes out. Call me sexy. Uh, We can't actually have you in here yet. I know. It's depressing. But I'm here with the crown on. Right? Look at you. Uh, You got to be excited about Sunday, though, huh? I'm so excited. It's like hosting the Toronto Pride Parade. Are you joking? Like, I'm the face of gay people now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you gay? That means you're just like me. So this, uh, yeah, let's get into that real quick because I'm sure you had done the Pride, you know, done the, the parade and the, the, the weekend and then what became a month sort of over the years. And did you see yourself in this role? Like, did you go to Pride and sort of envision yourself in this role or was this something that there was a time where it was unattainable like, how would you even be in a position to host something like Pride? It was so unattainable. Even being, you know, the kids TV guy beforehand, I never really thought that I would be so... I would be shocked when I'd be at the Pride Parade just, you know, in the corners like, oh, this is fun. I think I like this. Am yeah. I gay? And kids would be like, oh, like, they're like, yo, are you the guy from... Are you the SpongeBob guy? I'm like, yeah. They're like, yo this is so cool that you're here because this means that like, it's, I, I, I'm okay to be me too. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I can do something in this community. And then the drag started, then I won Canada's Drag Race and now I'm in love with you. It really, it escalates. <laughs> so you're asked to host a Pride Parade, which is this Sunday afternoon. Immediately in your mind, do you already have things planned out? You have your outfits planned out. Maybe you have uh, things, certain things that you want to say planned out. Do you have any surprises that you're going to spring on people? Or do you kind of like have to follow a little bit of a format? I mean, you definitely have to follow a little bit of a format. And the thing is about, I think when anybody ever hires me, they know that there's surprises coming because I'm so chaotic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, when like you go to a wedding and then there's the MC that goes rogue and tells a really bad sex joke in front of the dad. Yes. Like that. 
that's like me. That's like me. That's like me. It's like, remember that time when we went to Mexico and we all had that? And we all like that's literally me. <laughs> are you the first are you the first children's entertainer to make the the jump to sort of drag legend in the speed at which you did? Yeah. People find it shocking that I used to host kids TV. Yeah, it's wild. But, but I you know what's what, you know I what I think. It, but I don't find it that shocking though, because yeah. no, 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 I no, I don't. Because you on you on YTV and you in drag, it's like the, the it's the ability to connect and entertain. It's just you're just doing it in a different package, right? Oh, hundred percent. It's like when you actually line up both me at my kids TV job and me and drag you're like oh right this is the exact same thing yeah I think that it's the the most shocking part but also I shouldn't have been shocked was all the kids that used to watch me then followed me and watched me at Canada's Drag Race and their messages are very just like we're so proud of you Suki Aww. like you did you know you so did great. it it's really really cool <laughs> hey uh, before we before we talk about the new album and your new song Dammit Mori come on in here because I know Dammit Mori is such a huge fan of yours um, and he was like extremely excited that we were going to have you on the show, Priyanka. Uh, Dan Mori, is there anything that you've always wanted to say or a question maybe you wanted to ask? First of all, I'm so proud of you. I absolutely love you. But do you think that Lemon was robbed and Lemon should have won Drag Race <laughs> oh. Canada? Oh, wow. Not on my press junket tour. <laughs> not, not when I'm How promoting the single. How dare you bring you know that? What? Actually, you know what's actually funny is that like I love when fans say people were robbed because it really is just the best thing in the world. The whole world. like when Jimbo got eliminated and I was pushed to the top three. Yeah. Every single interview that Jimbo did was like, "Well, Priyanka should have went home." Oh, like Priyanka should have been saying, oh, I was wrong. So, Priyanka, talk to us about this album. What can people expect? T tell us about the new song. My music is like club banger pop, turn the party, let's go. Yes. But also, like, lyrically, the content is about like this guy who broke up with me right after I won Canada's Drag Race oh. and who actually tried to date Lemon right, he, right before he tried no! to date me. And I didn't serious? know until the end. I didn't know until the end. What happened? What did he do? Like, reach out, like, uh, like DM? So this happened. You know when you sit down with, with your friend and you're like, okay, so I met this cute guy and I'm so excited. And, so, da, 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 and, and I'm like, oh, and she's like, oh, like what, what's his name? And I was like, oh, his name is, and she's like, oh, is it this guy? And I was like, yeah. And then she was like, girl, like look at our DMs. And was showing me like, oh, him no. being like, hey, sexy, like all this no. stuff. So it's drama, but it's all, it's it's a lot more, you know, my, my Twitter is quite chaotic. So it's like if I took all my tweets and put them in lyrics. I love it. Well, PrideToronto.com is, uh, is the website this Sunday. You are hosting the Pride Toronto Parade, and it is going to be exciting. We're excited for you. We're very happy for you. And we can't thank you enough for joining us on the Raza Mocha Show today. Anytime. My name is Priyanka. What's my name? <laughs> the Raza Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Will Smith took over um, the Red Table for Red Table Talk for Father's Day. Oh. And his guest was Kevin Hart. And they went through a lot of stuff. They went through the relationships that they have with fatherhood and their own dads and what it's like raising kids. And and Kevin Hart has uh, that movie called Fatherhood. Called Fatherhood. That's out on Netflix right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is uh, talking about having sort of daughters and 
what happens when they get to the age where you have to start welcoming, you know, other men into your life that your daughters might be into. Is there like any boy wants, interest yet? Yeah, and, and she talks to me about it. And I and like I had to learn to be okay. <laughs> I had to learn like not say, get the out of here. What are you talking about? One of the things I ran into with Willow, because she was raised around good men, she has a little bit of naivete around what predatorial behavior 1, could be like. How do you tell your daughter who you were mm -hmm. before you became the man that you are? Absolutely. Right? Yep. Without saying too much to your daughter. Mm-hmm. Where she don't like you Where no she doesn't have any respect. <laughs> oh, where she doesn't wow. have any yep. respect. What my daughter is experiencing now is something that I never experienced coming up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to have a mom, dad in the house. I don't know what it's like to see a marriage on display in mm -hmm. front of me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was like for a family to sit at the table and eat dinner together or a family take trips. In my neighborhood where I was from, it's unheard of. Nobody had it. Mm. It's a good interview, man. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's it seems really, quite interesting. It's really good. Because each of them, uh, their their life story growing up, quite different. But the level of fame that they're at right now and what they can provide for their children, mm -hmm. to Kevin's point, it's something that his kids are seeing and living through that it's hard to, I don't know if it's hard to explain what your upbringing or how different your upbringing was from what your kids now have. And they also they also get into the fact that uh, Kevin has like older kids, but now he's also got like brand new babies. And you got a new baby. I got two new babies. Yo, Jeez. like when, when I heard, I was like, yo, he went back to the oh, beginning. Yes. Two new babies. Man. He got two new, two new babies. babies. Two new babies. I was like, oh, man. I, listen, I've been seeing... I see parents with them new kids, and it's like, I mean, I love it, but I'm like, my, my baby's 20. Yeah, man. Willow's 20 years old, so I, I got my life idiot. back. <laughs> <laughs> idiot, what are you doing? I was right there. Right there. I'm done. 16. I'm right there. I'm at the finish line. Like, yo, and he went back to the beginning, but. My day, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, no. That, that's not like it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, it's Ron Zamoka. Oh, my God. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, this is Sham that we're talking to, Roz. Okay. And Sham said this. Guys, I'm obsessed with the show. I just realized I've been listening to you for so long. I first started when I got my first job out of college, and listening to you guys in the car made me less nervous to show up to work. That was back in 2010, and oh, now no. I have a baby. Bruh. Wow. <laughs> it's been a long time, huh? Yeah, a long time. I feel like you guys are family. Uh, we feel the same way about you. Um, how long ago did you have the baby? He's eight months old. So oh, he was nice. born in October. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. How old are you now? Thank you. How old am I now? Yeah. 32. 32. Okay. So you were 22. No, even younger, 20, right? Yeah. 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 Get, yeah. Around 2021. 20, Jeez, yeah. man. That's crazy. So, like, what, what have you learned over this amount of time, uh, either about yourself or about the show or? Um, honestly, that 
you just get over things. <laughs> yeah, really? Like what? I, I, oh, was there drama? Sham, spill no, the tea, girl. No, no. You know what it is? Like when people call in and they have troubles or um, whether it's like a relationship or family or you guys are going through stuff, at the end of the day, you guys just kind of figure out how to move forward. Yeah, because what choice and, do you have? And so I I just feel like that's what you guys kind of taught me. And it's crazy to think how like basic that is. Yeah. But you guys really made it feel like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, Aww. that took me a long time to learn. I yeah. uh, I went I went I refused to acknowledge anything that had happened. I I refused to to acknowledge any sort of negativity or anything bad that ever had ever happened, or whether it was done to me or I did it to myself or whatever it was. I just yeah. I just refused to 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 deal with things and and move on. And I had so many defense mechanisms and distractions and ways of just coping that I thought that that was the sort of healthy way was to just, you know, stack it up. Um, and then, and then, and then everything just sort of changed where I, I, you know, I wasn't afraid of things anymore. And you come to the realization that moving on is the only choice you have. And in right. sort of once you put yourself in, in that mindset, all that stuff that you've gone through just really every single day just defines less and less of who you are. And then when you sort of come out of it on the other end, you realize that, you know, you're you're about what you can give and, you know, not what happened to you. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and it's stuff like that. Like you just saying what you said just makes it feel like you're giving personal advice you're not just speaking like you know oh you know it's all gonna be okay like it's like a genuine you care you guys care about people and it's like that's that's what helped me get through it it's like oh my gosh you guys actually care and you guys actually know that it's all gonna be okay because you experience things and so it's funny because now I say to my son, if he's crying or something, I'm like, it's going to be okay. Aww. <laughs> it's all going to be but okay. <laughs> that's the thing, though, right? Like with, with you, Sham, and like with this show, we've all shared so much of our lives together over the past, yeah. like going on 12 years now Oof. that the show has been in existence, right? Like so much of us um, is so much of you and so much of you guys is so much of us, right? It's yeah. because we have that relationship and, uh, and, and that, that, that long-standing, I guess, friendship that we've all been able to build over the past 12 years. Totally, yeah. Do you know I have not aged in the amount of time that the show has been on? What do you I mean? look the same. You Dog, do not like, look the same, Honestly, bro. like we're having such a, a heartfelt conversation with Sham right now he and then you come interject. in you had to come in with this bolt this bs yeah, yeah. you almost made me cuss just now yeah because i posted a throwback and i'm like i've not me, aged. did me, you listen me. to anything we were just talking nothing about? at like, all yeah, yeah, one you, word your great advice no no blah, no, blah, no, blah. no no don't do that don't do that don't don't come in here and just and do a bit right like but like did you hear anything that we had said? I was like, in the bathroom. No, you weren't. You were standing there waving your arms for me to invite you in, and I ignored no, you every time you not, did. No, if you looked at me, I was smelling my underarms. I was not waving oh, my arms. okay. <laughs> this is what it's like. You want to know what it's like? Yeah. Years of this. Oh, but Sham. It's, it's Sham, it's so good to talk to you, and thank you so much for all the, the wonderful years that you've spent hanging out with, uh, with us on this show. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. Oh, same, guys. And I... I can't not listen to you guys and it just it's so good and it makes me feel so good for the day and the baby feels the same way congratulations what's your baby's name he his name is matthew nice oh great name well all the best to you to matthew uh thank you again for sharing so much of your life with us and uh and and spending whatever time 
you get in a day uh, with our show. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Okay, so I thought about this a lot. Um, I'm going to say that my favorite is Rod. But okay. It sounded like you were going to continue. It sounded no, like fa- no my, fa- my favorite is Roz, but it's not. There's no but. It's, oh, he's my favorite. Okay. How, okay. How about this? I love Roz because okay, he's a really, really good listener, and he gives really good advice. <laughs> Excuse and- me. <laughs> the advice part, I will say, absolutely. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Feel free to call back in three months and say all of this again, because if you know me, you know I will not remember any of this conversation by then. Yeah, real quick, what's her name? Yeah. What's that? Her name. She doesn't remember. Oh, no, 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 no. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Um, it is. Hold on, give Don't me a second. Don't make me change my mind. Shush you. <laughs> Shush. What's her name? Her name is... Sharon, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, oh. Shannon, Mocha, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you, Shem. We love you. Shem. Love you guys. No, Shem. Shem works with us. Shem is who we're talking to. Shart. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Thanks, Shem. Love you guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. So I just had a real random question for you guys. I thought you might be able to help me out with it. Okay, sure. first of all, what's your name? John. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I'm way behind in your podcast. Like I just listened to episode 35. Same. And um, <laughs> on that, 35, that's three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just came across you guys actually last year. So I'm, okay. uh, uh, I'm catching up slowly. Okay. And uh, in that episode, um, Maury is talking of he has to tell Matthew about his um, sixty dollar purchase of Bitcoin and how yeah. he got point zero six worth of a Bitcoin or whatever. And then the, later in the episode, he has to tell Matthew that he could be a millionaire, but he has to be able to cash out with his twelve word password, and he forgets it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm left on a cliffhanger. Did he? Did he remember his 12-word password? Is he a millionaire? Did he cash out? And it's killing me. So I thought I would uh, give it a shot, see if you guys could help me. You want spoilers? Well, does it come later? I don't know. Well, put it this way. Is Maury a Bitcoin millionaire? Maury is still here today wearing the same shirt he wore on Friday. So, oh, I thought that might just be the goodness of a heart. And, 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 and the previous Thursday and the previous Wednesday. Same undies, too. So um, oh, I don't man. know if that... Is is, uh, is as much of a spoiler as you would like, but no, Maury did not remember his uh, password. Oh no! Spoiler alert! Yeah, John. all these years later. Oh no! Um, how long ago did you discover the Razamoka show, and and how is it that you discovered us? I started listening early June of last year okay. when uh, gyms opened up for us. <clears throat> I'm out in BC, and the gyms opened up. Yeah, and I was on. Um, just on my iPhone listening to finding stations on Apple Music and yours came up and loved listening to you guys and I've been hooked ever since. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, just so you know, John, Roz and I will be celebrating our 12th year doing really? this show in August. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. Holy yeah. cow. So you have a lot of listening to do if you're only on episode 35. Yeah, I got hundreds to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. I'm working on it, though, for sure. You yeah. know what? I'm kind of jealous of you, John. 
because you're going to be going back and listening to stuff that we probably forgot that we talked about all those years ago. It's hard, though, because then I want to talk to you about stuff, but it's so far in the past that you guys are well over it. So I don't mind. It's, it's I don't mind. I don't mind this stuff. What I find infuriating is when somebody listens to something on the podcast that we did three years ago and then they call up and give you crap about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I don't yeah. remember that. And I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, John, um, thank you very much for the call. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, we thank appreciate you. that you share your time with us. And uh, it's exciting to know that you're you're finally, you know, in, in, in the world of Roz and Mocha and you're going to get to experience everything uh, as a brand new listener. Absolutely. I love it. Um, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? I'm sure you've heard on the podcast we ask people oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, life's all about balance. So I, I don't think I can go with Roz because I kind of got his same crotchety attitude a little bit. So I need to go with Mocha to balance me out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. John, we love okay. you, brother. Thanks. You take care, Thanks, man. Guys. Have a good one. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Gabby, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. You got a lot on your mind, huh? I do. My coworker took over as supervisor, and she's making my life miserable. Yeah, he said, Ronza Mocha fixed my life. She finds anything she can to pick on and bring up during group meetings instead of one-on-one. Anytime we are in a group setting, she will say something condescending like, can you handle that? And and if any of my other coworkers make the same mistake, she doesn't bring it up. She just turns a blind eye. It's gotten to the point of where I dread going into work and have had to leave my desk to go and cry out of frustration. Oh, before this person became your supervisor, were you guys like cool already in in the office? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we were, I I wouldn't say we were like the best of friends or anything, but we were good. Like, you know, we like went out for lunch a couple of times. Um, You know, we were good. Like there was never any issues between us. Yeah. Have other people, have uh, other coworkers noticed this this behavior that she treats you differently than everybody else? Yeah. So aside from her, there's a group of four of us. So the one girl and I were were kind of closer together, and she notices it a lot. The the two other ones, they're kind of like in their own world. So I don't, mm. and I don't really talk to them anyway. So they don't they don't really notice anything, or at least I don't know if they do. But it's it's getting to like at first I thought it was just all in my head and I was going crazy. But after my, my coworker confirmed it, I, I I knew it wasn't just me. Is there a chance that maybe she goes a little bit harder on you because of the relationship she, you guys had before she was the supervisor and she doesn't in any way want to seem like she's playing favorites with you. So she actually goes in a little harder. I don't know. I, I honestly don't think I would, I would put it that way. Like to me, it just feels as if like, I know she's super stressed about the situation because she's not the greatest at handling stress. And it just, it, it feels more like I'm her punching bag. Sure. Mm. Um, but maybe it's because you can take it too, right? Like that's the, that's the other thing. And oftentimes when somebody gets into any sort of position of power, um, they start to feel threatened 
And I don't know whether your competence is to the point of where she feels threatened by it. Um, but people don't necessarily know how to deal with that power. And they don't necessarily, managing people isn't something that just happens naturally. And I, I, I think that if you had this relationship with her before she got this job, I think that you can absolutely have a conversation with her and you should have a conversation mm-hmm. with her. But I think that when you have these conversations, it can't just be a general feeling. OK, like you need con- these conversations need to come from specifics and you can't go in and say, I feel like you're treating me different or I feel like you're always this or I feel like this. You have to go in with specifics yeah. and talk about specific incidents where you feel that you are either unfairly treated or you're confused about something or somebody does the exact same thing that you did, but y- you get chastised for it and they're sort of indifferent to the outcome of somebody else like it needs to be specifics if you're going to get into this yeah i i mean i contemplated a couple of times to go and talk to her but i did like i stopped myself mainly because i was just so angry that i didn't want to explode like i wanted yeah. to like keep calm cool collected and just be able to talk to her about it and then the day that i decided that i wanted to she actually instead of again instead of just talking to me one-on-one or like bringing something up like doing in my opinion, the mature and first thing to do, she just went directly to our manager, which then resulted to my, quote, first warning. So she doesn't like you then, right? I guess not, no. Or or, or does she feel threatened by the fact that maybe one day you could replace her? Like if other people recognize that you're the star or that you could, you know, benefit from being in that role, like benefit the company from being in that role instead, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if she's feeling threatened. But I think Roz is, is right. You need to still have that conversation. You mentioned being cool, calm, have that mentality, but go in with evidence. What's your relationship like with her boss? Well, her boss is my, like, is our big boss. And... You know, I I thought it was good. Like he's a he's a pretty easygoing person, right? Yeah. Um, I like when it came down to it, and I was talking to him. Um, he just he also dismissed me at that point. He did. And so yeah, yeah, because he's probably and listening so, to her, right? Well, exactly. And I know I know that her taking over a supervisor is just is just temporary, just because she's covering a mat leave, so she, it's not going to be something that she's going to be doing forever. Yeah, a lot of this seems manipulative to me, um, and I don't know what her like. I don't know what her game is. Um, you can, there's a lot of things you can do to make your life worse. You know, you can keep it all. Yeah. Keep you, you can internalize everything and just go off and cry every now and then. You can live that life if you want to. But it doesn't sound like she wants to. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't rec. I wouldn't really recommend that. Yeah, you think that when you one of the the sort of mature things and is to figure out what the problem is and fix a problem. Yeah. And if that means going to their boss, but again, it's like you can go to their boss, but if their boss, like maybe they just don't like what you do, you know, there's that too. Like maybe the, maybe you, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm not saying it's, it's truth. Okay. But what if you're not as good as you think you are and your old boss, let a lot of your bad habits slide And then all of a sudden you got somebody in there who's been observing your bad habits and maybe she the entire time she was a colleague and not your supervisor, it pissed her off that you got an easy ride. And now she has a little bit of power and she's going to call you, she's going to check you, right? Maybe that is that is like that could be a situation. Whether it's true or not, she may believe that. Okay. Couple options there for you. Yeah. 
no good options that I didn't, you know, I, I contemplated on, but I just didn't know how to go about it. All right. Well, okay. thank you. Okay. Thanks, Gabby. You have a good day. Thanks. Bye, love. You too. Bye. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. There's a couple in the States that got into a fight over s'mores, allegedly. Over a what? S'mores. What's that? You know what s'mores are? Graham cracker, marshmallow, oh, and chocolate? Like regular s'mores. Yeah, oh, South okay. Carolina man told cops that his girlfriend of two weeks yeah. assaulted him during, quote. Is that a- really a girlfriend, though? I don't mean to interrupt. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Over, uh, during an argument over making s'mores. That's not your girl. That's some girl at some point, right? Um, two weeks. The 45-year-old woman said the dispute, quote, never got physical and was verbal only. Her 54-year-old boyfriend alleged that she struck him. Didn't say with what. Uh, During the s'mores dispute, according to the Myrtle Beach Police Department, police officer who took the notes for when they showed up, quote, the victim and offender have been dating for about two weeks and lived together the whole time. Well, but what was the argument over, though? They never said. Oh. They could never say. And then the guy, the boyfriend in this situation, didn't have any bruises on him to corroborate any type of uh, assault that was being accused. I do like to see, though, that uh, when marshmallow people find other marshmallow people, Mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's difficult when you are not a marshmallow person but you're with somebody who is a marshmallow person i'm not a marshmallow person neither i don't I. like marshmallows don't Catherine no, will stick all. one on a stick and go over to the gas stove and turn the burner on and fry one up mm. like and then Done. just sit on the couch and eat it like we're camping and yeah. and to me Marsh, there's it's just like I, I, they're gross i, used I don't to even like i don't even like watching somebody eat a marshmallow oh, really? yeah no. why because the, the squishy sound yeah it's, it's almost just, like um it's so sticky uh, I like get, a banana like eating a banana. You know when you get secondary embarrassment for somebody, right? Mm. I get secondary stickiness. Like when I see somebody stick their finger inside a gooey marshmallow and then pull yeah. it out, Literally. I just know that my, like, I get the feeling that <laughs> that finger is going to be sticky all day. Yeah. Right? And it does. It, no matter it, how much you wash it. No matter how much it gets under your nail, it's all white. Yeah. My family, they love marshmallows. They do. I'm not the biggest fan. Yeah. But like if we are doing something like s'mores. Yeah. They're fine in hot chocolate. No, not even. Even in hot chocolate. I used to, not as a even. kid, no. I used to, because you always hear, oh, yeah. But you don't use your have, hands. Have marshmallows in, in hot chocolate. No. You used to have it, but then once you get to the marshmallow and you try to eat, bleh, yeah, no, no, no it's thanks. not good. No, 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 no. Good without marshmallows the, yeah, in my life. Me too, me too. I'm not a marshmallow person at all. However, yeah. however, Rice Krispie Squares. Oh, banger. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Love Rice Krispies. That's what they're squares. for. Yeah. That's all that's they should be used in. That's they're, they're an ingredient. They yes. shouldn't be eaten on their own. No. Like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Robin. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz and Mocha. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Why are you on FML? My boyfriend eats fast food twice a day every day and i'm really worried about his health oh <laughs> Jeez. okay yeah you wrote says rosamo could fix my life uh your boyfriend has a super demanding job and is super dependent on eating fast food he has fast food twice a day almost every day and he's uh always shuts down or gets super sensitive if i bring up his eating habits heart disease runs in his family and i just want him to take care of himself and live a long healthy life hmm. how old is he um, we're both 26. 
Oh, okay. And what about like outside of those work hours? What's he eating like when you guys are at home together? We sometimes like I'm really bad at cooking too, and I don't enjoy oh. grocery shopping. So <laughs> I sometimes default to eating out. Uh-huh. But like when I do grocery shop and cook at home, we're eating like sandwiches. How often are you guys grocery shopping and cooking at home? Um, well, he doesn't live with me, so I grocery shop twice, um, probably once every two weeks. Okay, and how how many? Like, what's your ratio? Like, and in, in one week's time, okay, weekends mm-hmm. inclu- weekends included. How often are you cooking for yourself versus eating something that is takeout, delivery, processed, whatever? So I eat takeout three times a week, and then oh, the, and then and then the rest of the time you're cooking all your meals. Yeah. Okay. And what, what are you kind of, cooking, what, like healthy stuff, or are you cooking like still fatty I, food stuff? My family makes fun of me and says I always default to wraps. So it's always just like a protein with like vegetables in a wrap. Okay. And then I eat that. And your and your boyfriend, he lives alone or he lives with his family? He lives with his family. So I live alone and he lives with his family. Okay. And so his uh, fast food, what is he having? Like a breakfast and a lunch or like a lunch and a dinner? Is he having like burgers and fries or what's he having? So it's breakfast and it's lunch and it's usually like a Tim Hortons belt. Okay. Um, if it's not that, it's like Taco Bell or Wendy's. It's a tough one. Um, you have to develop like sort of new habits. And if you don't have a love for food, right, if you don't have that sort of desire to want to do things on your own and, and want to eat well, the thing that fast food does is it it's instant reward. And it's instant reward for stress. It's instant reward for people who are busy. And, and yeah. And you could realistically, with not even talking about the money, but you could take whatever you're spending in a day at a fast food, you know, at fast food restaurants and go to a grocery store and you could, you know, buy, you know, things that would be more beneficial to you, but they don't give you that hit of processed fat. Mm-hmm. When that fat hits your tongue, mm. it is instant reward. When that mm-hmm. salt hits you, it's instant reward. When that flavor profile hits you, it's instant reward. So when you are working hard and and you are stressed out, it's not the convenience of fast food. It's the fact that it makes you feel good and it's instantaneous. And getting him past that point, I wouldn't make it about the food. I would make it about the comfort that the food gives him and find that comfort somewhere else. Don't make it about the health. Don't make it about my mom, your mom's a a, a whatever and all of this stuff. Um, Figure out why he needs that reward and replace the feeling he gets from the fast food. Okay, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, but you have to be on on the same page as well. You know what I mean? You can't say, well, I don't like going grocery shopping and I also eat out uh, three days a week and I also don't enjoy cooking, you know, spending a lot of time. Like you guys, if you're going to do this you got to be in this in this together and have these conversations right because it is just as easy to take that money i know it's it's easy like part of it it's that it's easy just to order and eat and all of that takes like what 10 minutes right by the time you order get your meal and then finish eating um it it is that quick gratification and knowing how simple and easy it is i think you guys need to uh kind of take this on on together and be each other's cheerleader i feel like i've been i've had conversations with them where i'm just like i want to be healthier myself and i kind of make it about me rather than putting it on him but then he kind of shuts down if i ever like 
suggest something or like it's always me suggesting things and I just wish I had that support too. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to be told they're killing themselves. You know what I mean? That's why you, like you can <laughs> yeah. if you've you ever known anybody who smokes cigarettes, you, you can't tell them to quit smoking. They know. You know what I mean? You're yeah. not going to tell them anything they don't already know. Uh, but that said, like I love tacos, right? Really, really, really love tacos. You can make a big batch of taco meat, keep it in the fridge for four days, buy some wraps yourself and make them in the morning and just stuff them in your bag and you get that same feeling. You just don't have the, all the negative effects that come with it. That's all. So take this on together and uh, and support one another. All right. And just don't be nagging and don't have him nag you back. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. All right. You take care. Yeah. Thanks. Bras and mochas fix my life on Kiss. Get ready, y'all. Oh, what's happening? Spooky stuff. Um, our friend Dan Aykroyd is the host of a show called Hotel Paranormal. And they're dropping season two next Friday, 9 p.m. on TNE, Travel and Entertainment Channel. He's really riding that original Ghostbuster uh, brand. Oh, big time. Uh, Dan Aykroyd narrates as hotel staff and patrons reveal their face-to-face encounters with otherworldly guests, dramatic recreations, and paranormal expert insights bring each bone-chilling revelation to life. That's the description of the show. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, not only from, obviously, Ghostbusters, obviously. but, like, huge believer in the paranormal. Oh, yeah. And has been forever. A real long time. Dan Mori talked to Dan Aykroyd. Uh, and listen to this. My wife and I bought a house in California that we didn't know it had a presence in it. It wasn't disclosed on the real estate rider as it was supposed to have legally been. When we sold the house, we had to disclose that it was uh, that it, uh, there was unusual activity. There were two spirits in that house. People thought it was Mama Cass's home, and there was another gentleman who apparently died at a party and was buried in the hillside. Now my daughter saw him, and I remember one night where I felt something kind of press the mattress down and get into bed with me. Huh. We just snuggled up to it and went to sleep on that occasion. And there was psychokinetic activity, like my wife's uh, jewelry did a little dance on the table one night, which we just, like a little viper, her bracelet got up and did a little kind of a cobra-like dance, which we both saw. And then the purchaser of the house, Beverly D'Angelo, had spoken publicly about her experience. So not only did he snuggle with the ghost, but some jewelry was doing some well, weird things on its own. That's such a flex, too. Like, I understand if somebody says, my God, my house is haunted. I was terrified every single night. Like, that you sort of get. But I find it to be a little bit of a flex when they're like, listen, I lived in a haunted house one night. I was lying there. That ghost crawled into bed with me, and I just snuggled right up to it and fell right to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be that cool. Uh, yeah, no way in hell am I doing Come that. Come on. At all. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Damon Moore talking to Dan Aykroyd. For people who, I guess run into a ghost or experience an encounter for the first time, what do you recommend for them to say, do? Is there something we can prepare ourselves for an experience in our first encounter? If it's just a simple passing apparition uh, on a loop and it doesn't look like it's acknowledging you, that's a loop. That's a residual energy. That's what that spirit did in that time, in that place. John Landis, my friend, had a beautiful, and he's a skeptic until this day, is skeptical about what he saw. But he lived in a big old house in Hollywood, and every month 
they used to call the ghost Andy. He would, this ghost would walk through one of the bedroom doors into the hall with his robe, slippers, and sunglasses, go into the bathroom, close the door, and then they wouldn't see him again. And, and Landis said he saw him, got into, the, he got into the bathtub one day and vanished. So that's kind of a loop, residual haunting. If the spirit looks at you and acknowledges you, and, and you know, there's some kind of communication, usually that's, that's not good. They're, they're, they're on the attack. If you are to be so fortunate and have a benevolent encounter, and you can stand your ground and not get chilled and run the other way, it's an extraordinary opportunity mm. to touch the other side, to touch another uh, interdimensional uh, uh, plane of existence. Do you remember when Bobby Brown said that he had sex with a ghost? When he was talking to Robin Roberts? Oh, yeah! Do you remember that? So weird. Yeah. That didn't happen. Turn my computer for one second. Let me play this for you. Come on, that didn't happen. Yeah. This is like Bobby Brown and Dan Aykroyd need to hang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen to this. I can't even believe I'm going to ask you this, but I have oh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, listen. You had sex with a ghost? A ghost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Tell me about it. I moved into this house. I bought this mansion in Georgia. So this was a really, really spooky place. But yes, one time um, I woke up and, yeah, a ghost. I was being mounted by a ghost. Stop. I wasn't high. That was my next question. I wasn't high. That was my next question. Were you, tripping? Were you tripping? No, I was no. not tripping. You've had quite a life. I've had some crazy situations. <laughs> oh, man. Right? That, uh, Dan Aykroyd, thank you so much for joining us on the Raza Mogi Show. Hotel Paranormal Season 2 airs uh, 9 p.m. starting next Friday, which is July 2nd, exclusively on travel and entertainment. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right, season two of Too Hot to Handle. First four episodes are on Netflix right now. The show is wild. The show is crazy. It's wilder and crazier than season one. Yeah, um, the, the the rules, of course, is they take like a like a super horny group of young partiers and they stick them on an island. And the, 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 the game is you're not allowed to do anything. You can't make out with anybody. You can't touch anybody. No massaging of someone else. And you all sleep together. And then whoever lasts the longest y'all win money that's the premise of too hot to handle uh season one alum harry who was famously with and then broke up with and then with again and then i think broke up with and i think maybe with again francesca anyway uh harry from season one joins us on the razamoga show harry good morning (laughs) how are you doing brother I'm a little bit slow today. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, fantastic. We're, we're good. Are you a little bit slow because you watch all four episodes of season two of Too Hot to Handle? I'm actually halfway through the third one. Have you guys seen any of it? Yes, sir. Yeah, we watch it. So what are your How what, is, what are your thoughts not? so far? This looks like to me that, uh, I mean, I, your season blew me away. Season one blew me away. But this looks like the horniest collection of people I've ever seen assembled for one television show in my entire life. I, I, I don't know how they did it or where they found them because it's li- <laughs> literally it's just like, I, I thought we were bad. I was like, you know what? You can't get much worse than us. And then literally they're like, be, like he's <laughs> There's one. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the boys got out the door. Yeah. It's crazy. Who looks the most, as far as, and for people who aren't familiar with the show, if you do anything, if you make out with somebody, if you make out with yourself, uh, you lose money for the group. Who to you at the stage you are right now in episode three looks the most problematic when it comes to losing money for the group? There's just, it's Cam. Cam is just so yeah. bad news. He's just crazy. Cam He's don't wild. care about anything at all. He's with a <laughs> Like, like he doesn't care it's crazy but what is that actually like now that you've gone through it um where because they only give you so many beds you're forced to share a bed and keeping your things to yourself and not building those physical connections during the day seems easy you can build space between you but at night when you have to sleep in the bed with somebody that you are attracted to and you can't do it what's that part like like what's the overnight like like it's it's literally like being told you can't have a piece of candy and then just putting it in front of you like it's literally hell and like i'm (laughs) When I'm, you know, I, I find that like when you're in the lion's den at night, the lion has to eat. So for me, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a lion attacking a carcass, like a wildebeest. I have to go in. So I'm just like, I, I just get in that mode late night. And I'm just like, I have to go in and, and do it. So I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what they're going through. Harry from season one of Too Hot to Handle is with us on the Raza Moga show watching Too Hot to Handle season two right now. Who in the cast? that you see right now if you were there on that resort in turks and caicos would you be attracted to who do you think you would be able to or try to form a connection with the thing they're all so sexy but emily is just such a naughty like she's just so naughty you can tell she's got like a bit of a dark side and she's trying to be like fun and like playful but he's just like i know you've got some skeletons in your, in your closet so i feel like emily definitely hands down would be uh would definitely be my pick and what's the status with you and francesca right now because you guys were to back together and like hanging out for a little bit but what's the what's the status now um she's blocked me again so oh, <laughs> again. it's going anywhere because i don't know it's so difficult for the timelines because it's like you don't know when things happen like i saw pictures of you guys together and then i saw a quote where i think she called you um uh, a pos but i just didn't mm-hmm. know which one happened first so you are now in the world of she's blocked you all over the place well she usually calls me a pos all the time anyway oh, okay so gotcha it's just like that's a 24-hour thing so it could be Fair at enough. any point of the day <laughs> um but yeah we, we gave it a shot uh well not really we like we tried and then <laughs> then it got, it got leaked and then and then just it was just full noise again yeah are you with anybody right now um there's actually someone in my bed right no. now i swear to god yeah. bro yo you know the oh, last time the last time we talked to you right when yeah. you were not with francesca and you were doing this Zoom call with us from your car because somebody was in your bed at the time. Now you're in your living room with somebody in your bed today. The person that's in your bed today, is that the same person that was in your bed the last time we talked to you? The last? No, absolutely not. Not a chance. I'll never talk to that other person again. Oh, There's my no God. Way. I actually got served the other day. I've never had been served before. I'm so excited. I got served because her ex is crazier than me. And it's trying to sue her for seeing other guys. And uh, for some reason, he got my name. And then so I was like, you know what? Hey, we're never going to talk. Getting, only Harry would get sued for dating somebody's <laughs> ex-girlfriend. 
<laughs> That's like a you exclusive, man. Oh, my God. Uh, so other than all of that, we know that you're a super busy guy. You have a uh, podcast, a tap-in podcast, where you drop new episodes on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Congratulations on that. And your sunglass business that you have going is, like, hugely successful. Tell us about that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we've uh, been working on uh, sunglass business for a minute where we, uh, for every pair of sunglasses, we pull 180 uh, plastic bottles from the ocean. So we're just trying to do something different. I'm trying to, look, I know I'm a bit of a P POS, um, so I'm trying to do something that's like a little bit good for the environment and and make me not look like such a bad guy. So we're trying our best over here. And, and the sunglass <laughs> company is called what? It's called Kensington, uh, but it's spelled a little bit funny. It's K-E-N-S-N-G-T-N. -N -N. I bought a pair. You did, Maury. I bought a pair. They are amazing sunglasses, but they don't make me look as hot as you. Well, hey, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not in the guarantee, man. I thought yeah. it would be in the fine print. Like, <laughs> that's not the mission statement. <laughs> Yo, Harry, you know we love you so much. Uh, thank you for always making time for us on the Raz and Mocha Show. All the best, and we can't wait. Maybe we'll catch up with you uh, after the, the next round of episodes for Too Hot to Handle Season 2 drop to get your thoughts on that. We'd love to chat with you again. Of course. I love you guys. Thank you so much. For right on, me. man. Ask the question. Oh, yeah. No, this is like the third or fourth time that we've talked to you. So uh, we have to ask you this question because we ask everybody between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? That's no, that's course. come on, guys. You, you can't be doing that. Everybody answers, dude. Every single person who's Look. ever been on this show answers the Bro, question. Bro, don't make me call my lawyer and serve you. Look, you know I'm a slut, so I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Harry. <laughs> love you guys. Later. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Three weeks ago, when we found out that there were 215 um, remains of indigenous and native children found at a residential school site, yesterday it was announced that 750 more unmarked graves were found uh, in Saskatchewan. That is two schools mm -hmm. of what were 150 in this country. So they're going to be looking. Two. Yeah. 215 at one, 751 at another one, at two schools. Um, the school where they found the site yesterday was a former residential school built in 1899 by the Roman Catholic missionaries. Uh, the federal government began funding the school in 1901 and then took it over um, in 1969. Uh, we know the federal government has offered $27 million in funding for all First Nation communities to help identify and investigate um, marked and unmarked burial grounds near those residential schools. But it's crazy when you think of even a dollar amount or even the amount of help. It, 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 it's like clean water is a problem, mm -hmm. right? Like when you like get down to it, it's like the, the help you're offering now, like you're offering – you can offer all the help you want now to help find dead babies, right? But it's like up to this point, the amount of help and that has been offered like isn't enough help to get clean water, mm -hmm. right? So like the problem is so goddamn deep that you don't even know what to do with this information. That's two schools, 215 at one, 751 at another, and there was 150 of them in this so country. They're going to be searching all of them. They should. 
They should. Um, the Indian Residential School Survivor Society uh, number is one 800 The National Crisis Line for anybody um, who needs that uh, is one 925 4419 Okay? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. John Cena. Did you think John Cena was going to be back in WWE at all? Yeah. You did? At some point. You think so? Yeah. Isn't he like too like too legit to quit? No, not too legit to quit, but like too old? No. You don't Why would think you so? Say that? I don't know. Undertaker's like a hundred actually no, Undertaker's dead. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. Truth. <laughs> Has been since the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, John Cena was on uh, also John Cena in um, the, the new Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and the new trailer. Oh, yo, he plays so such a dummy in that movie. Oh, my God. And I don't know. He's I only so know the funny. movie from the trailer. Yeah. But John Cena plays such a, such, a, such a dummy. Also, John Cena in the new Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Right. That's right. F9, which drops today. Yeah. He's doing well for himself for somebody who cannot be seen. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is, this is, uh, we can only play the audio because there's no point in playing video because he wasn't actually there. This is uh, Cena talking to Fallon. There's rumors that you're returning to, to, to the ring. Those rumors are true. I'll be, I'll definitely be back to the WWE. I just, uh, I don't know when. Okay. But the, so this, this got my fans freaking out. Okay. Yeah, so I, I posted that back in May. I was feeling rather nostalgic about the WWE, and I just wanted to post the logo. And uh, some people took it as I was returning immediately, which that's not the case. But uh, I haven't had my last match, and I can't wait to have my next Well, one. you have giant movies coming out, like giant, giant, well, giant films. Well, that's, I mean, uh, very fortunate. You know, F9's uh, this week. I'm very excited right. to look Suicide uh, Squad. Suicide Squad, currently filming Peacemaker, a comedy named Vacation Friends is coming out. Vacation and Friends this, looks awesome, by the way. This all these opportunities have led to more opportunities. So. so who should that last match be? If Cena goes back mm-hmm. and does his final match, because that's what he said, that he doesn't feel like he's had his final match yet. So I don't think he's going to go back and have some super long run. No. But if he does go back to like a mania and has one final match, who's he, who's he in the ring with? John Cena is 100% going to be back in August. Okay. And he'll take on current WWE champion, Roman Reigns. I was going to say the exact same thing. Were you really? It's going to be SummerSlam against Roman Reigns. You think so? 100%. Yeah. But the he can't other... win, though. He can't win. No, 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 no. Because no, he can't go on what? a title run, though. No, and I'm going to tell you something. I actually disagree. I think he will win, and I'll <laughs> no, tell you why. Look at shit with the finger up at me. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> That's not the rule. Those aren't the rules of, no. of wrestling. I'm going to tell you why. He is one win away from uh, surpassing Ric Flair's um, record of most WWE championships. And I think Vince McMahon and the WWE want to give him that record. So I think he oh, wins. Oh, wow. Uh, the other rumor, crazy rumor, if we're talking wrestling rumors yeah. here, guys, okay. is that The Rock um, is going to be making an appearance at SummerSlam as well. Here's why I don't think that John Cena is going to win. Because traditionally in wrestling, yeah. if we talk in wrestling, guys, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. is uh, before you retire, yeah. you're supposed to put the next guy over. You're supposed to lose that match to give the next guy the next kind of, uh, you know, superstar that that moment to shine. Okay. Yes. So I think, yes, I think John Cena will show up at SummerSlam. Yeah. He will fight Roman Reigns, yeah. and it will be his retirement match, and he'll lose to Roman Reigns. Oh. Because Roman Reigns, right now, they're still trying to build him as, like, the future of the WWE. Hmm. Is that what you think, Mocha? Yeah. That oh. doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> Trolled by my own joke. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Um, is Pete Davidson done with SNL? The final episode of SNL this season, a few people seem to be saying goodbye. They're sort of, you know. Um, Say goodbye without saying goodbye? Yeah, basically. Yeah, they did. Uh, a lot of the cast members did because there's going to be some real big turnovers uh, this year. Uh, but one of the big ones is will Pete be back? And this is Pete Davidson addressing that on uh, Gold Derby. I mean, right now it's it's still it's it's all up in the air. I, you know, I got to talk to Lauren and, uh, you know, see what the best move is for, you know, it's a big cast. You know, there's a lot of a lot of new new guys in there and there's a lot of great new talent that it's their you know time to shine so you know i have no idea what's going on right now but um i do know that whatever it is i'll you know always work with broadway video and lauren and you know a bunch of those guys because you know we're a family so we're like like the fast and the furious it's all about family over there so uh yeah i I wish i had more but that's that's pretty much yeah Mm. he ain't going back no, I don't think so. He's doing better in movies anyway. That's fine. Right? I'm good at that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Sarah Paulson was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel. And now I don't know exactly when this happened, but it was before 2006. I'm going to say it was sometime in either the late 90s or early 2000s. Okay. But um, late writer uh, Gore Vidal was having a party. And Sarah Paulson was invited to this party with, by Carrie Fisher. Princess Leia. Princess Leia. Okay, while, uh, while she was still alive. And the way that Sarah Paulson describes this to Jimmy Kimmel is it was a celebrity makeout party. What? Shirley MacLaine was, I mean, it was a huge, it was, I think Queen Latifah was there. All these people were there. And I was obviously panicked because neurotic. Um, and uh, Did people make people would, out. I never, I didn't see anyone make out, but there was a hat with names in it, and you were supposed to make out with whomever you pulled out of the hat. Really? Wow. And Matthew Perry pulled my name out of the hat wow. and then promptly left the room. No. And I was like, <laughs> Wait, how do you know he pulled it out? Because I saw him. He was like, Oh well, and he's like, mm, I got you. And I was like, Oh, uh, well, let's kiss. And he was like, No. And he what? <laughs> no, oh, he no. wasn't. It just we knew each other a little bit through one of my my very best friends. Oh, world. was and it so awkward because you knew and, each other? Yeah, but then we ended up playing uh, romantic partners years later on a show called Studio Sixty, and then I got my kiss. Oh, you did? I got several <laughs> kisses. Oh, but even weird? still, she denied kissing. Yeah. Chandler Bing. Yeah, isn't that weird? So the celebrities were having like this a makeup party. Fun makeup party? Yeah. You, you ever have a makeup party? You ever go to one of those? Not where you put your hand in a bowl and pull out a name. You? No. I uh, assume you. Um, yeah, probably. My God. Yeah. Have you I ever played so. Spin the Bottle? Yeah. Spin the Bottle's not kind of fun, though. No. That's I agree. Still, that's similar to a makeup party. It is very similar to a makeup party. But, but not as fun. No, it's not as fun. Yeah. yeah. Spin the Bottle's not nearly as fun. Because uh, some people go overboard with spin the bottle. What do you mean? How do you go overboard? Well, like some, like it's no fun when you play spin the bottle where like people have already made out with each other, uh-huh. where they're already very used to it. So two people who like you want to be first, y- yeah, like then yeah. that should be in the rules. Then okay, spin again. 
Well, yeah, then you get a lot of that on Spin the Bottle. No, yeah. middle, middle, mm. spin. Yeah. And you get people leaning. Like, uh-huh. when it start, like when it's your turn to spin, not that this That's happened to me. That's why you put tape down. you got to stay in your zone. No, no, not that it happened to me, but you get, like, you spin the bottle, and then it starts to slow down, and somebody thinks it's coming towards them, and then they really, really lean out yeah. of the way. No, It's not pointing at me. Yeah, it's not me. Not me. You never played, though, right, Maury? Or did you? No, I never have. Oh. No? Never have. We should and play I... in here. Yes, I got a bottle stop right it, now. Maury, no. Stop it, Maury. Stop it. Jeez, man, we're at work. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Joy Behar, um, sort of apologizing. I want your opinion on where you think this apology ranks in celebrity apologies. Okay. So they were talking about um, Carl Nassib, who's the uh, NFL player yesterday, who came out. Um, and became the first active NFL player to be openly gay. Mm -hmm. And so this is uh, part of the discussion where Joy cracks a joke about it. Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The Las Vegas Raiders. You know, Anna. Anna, after after they said penetration in the end zone, they lost me. So, Sonny, is this a sign that the... Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, old joke, whatever. What are you going to do? Did you see this morning? Yeah. I want to play the, I, let me play the apology before I, I, I get your thoughts on this more. So then Joy came back yeah. and then she said this. I just want to be days when you can just be gay in the world and, and it doesn't become a big deal. By the way, that inappropriate joke I made for daytime television, scratch it. Make believe I never said it. We'll be right back. Okay, so that that joke that I made, scratch it, pretend I never said it. But she never said that the joke was inappropriate. She said that joke I made was inappropriate for daytime television Mm -hmm. is what she said. She is only reacting because nobody laughed. Like, she is only apologizing because nobody appreciated the joke. Yeah, But she also, as you said, daytime television. So is that joke okay later? Yeah. Listen, don't get me wrong. I don't... Do I think that... Joy Behar is in any way homophobic. No, 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 no. Do no, I think no, no, that no. Joy Behar is any of those things that anybody would say a joke in a derogatory way to hurt somebody? No. Um, do I think that her apology for that joke um, being inappropriate only for daytime television <laughs> ranks very low on the apologies for offensive I don't even think she came oh, yeah, I very, think somebody told her that joke and she just then no, regurgitated no, it. No, 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 no. She that's said a, that on that's her a, own. Yeah, that's a, that's a, cla- that's a classic, you know, sort of, you know, gay reference sports But boy, Twitter went after else. her. Yeah, no, they they did. Um, and, you know, what do you, how do you feel about the apology more? I think that the joke, because I've heard the joke a million now, who times. Who has not, right? The apology was a little lackluster. Right. Which makes me believe you didn't really want to apologize, but you felt you had no choice and you wanted to get it, you wanted to apologize right away. Right, now. So that nobody can come after you. didn't apologize. Now, yeah, exactly. Now the question becomes, knowing what we know about Joy Behar, and we've already gone through, nobody in this room thinks no, that the woman no. is homophobic. Does she need to do any more than what she's already absolutely done. not okay, no that's you. it we're done with that this is the Roz and mocha show podcast uh michael b jordan announced uh last night on instagram that he would be finding a new name for his recently launched rum line called jove is i say that right juve juve yeah juve. thank you uh now according to the box when you buy juve mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's like high-end rum. Everybody's getting in the high-end liquor game, right? Yeah. They say Jouvet is derived from an uh, Antillian Creole French term meaning daybreak. Jouvet originated in the pre-dawn streets of Trinidad as a celebration of emancipation combined with carnival season to serve as the festival uh, in the in the festival's informal commencement. Crafted on those same lands, uh, Jouvet rum is a tribute to the part to the start of the party. Now Michael B. Jordan is not from Trinidad. Michael B. He's Jordan not. is not from the Caribbean, and a lot of people had a problem with this. Um, Nicki Minaj tweeted out, being like, "You just walk away, change the name, and just get on with your like, life." Like, don't make rum. No, just don't use that name. Oh, because part of the problem, okay, was that when he filed the trademark for Juve in his trademark application. He said that the word has no particular meaning in a foreign language. Oh, so y'all didn't do your research. So it was, no, it was appropriation at its worst, Mm. basically, right? It was, let's capitalize on something that means a lot to certain people, but completely disregard its meaning and existence and place in the hearts of those specific people. Oh, Michael. So so when you talk about, like, you know, know, appropriation and sort of, you know, capitalizing on other people's cultures, you don't always see somebody capitalize on somebody else's culture but then almost disassociate that thing with their culture right it's weird like it See, was that it was part a i didn't know one. i read about the story and it was i a saw weird one. people trying to cancel michael b and everything yeah that's my guy yeah and i'm right? not and, and and listen and i'm not saying it, none of this did he, i'm not saying this didn't come from the heart so his apology reads this i just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners our intention was never to offend or hurt a culture that we love and respect uh we had hoped to celebrate and shine a positive light he said these last few days i've done a lot of listening a lot of learning and engaging in countless community conversations we hear you i hear you and want to be clear that we're in the process of renaming we sincerely apologize and look forward to introducing a new brand we can all be proud of the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast okay explain to me who trick daddy is oh back in the day trick daddy had uh, probably one of his most popular songs is called i'm a thug sounds like this And he's, like, huge in the South. Like, he's a legend in the South, okay. right? Yeah. And he is in the eye of the Beyonce beehive right now. Why? What happened? I've also been in the eye of the Beyonce beehive. It's not a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was on Clubhouse. And oh Clubhouse, for people who don't know, it's like a, like a video conference. It's like a giant Zoom call, and you can open up a Clubhouse room, and then people can just come in, and it's about a lot of people just yelling at each other. Yeah. Um, There's no moderation whatsoever. Everyone's just, like, talking over one another. Yes. It just sounds like a mess. So Trick Daddy, not a fan of Beyonce. Wow. Not a fan of Jay-Z. Wow. Trick Dad, you got to listen to this. It's a little bit difficult to hear because Clubhouse in itself is just a disaster. Yeah. Um, but this is this is Trick Daddy saying that Beyonce, one, um, is only in it for the money. Two, is a lousy singer. Oh. And, and three, Jay-Z doesn't deserve anything, uh, any of the accolades that he's received. Oh, wow. Beyonce, because she see money. Beyonce ain't trying to give back the music and that. Beyonce don't write music and Betty can sing her. Beyonce can't sing. Man, yeah, I Beyonce. watched my dog mama train Beyonce give her vocal lessons all her career, man. Beyonce can't go. Be, I'm going to say I'm, 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 I'm my unpopular opinion right now. 
Beyonce is to R&B what Jay-Z is to New York. That's why they're together. Jay-Z ain't never won the, the greatest rapper alive. Whoever whoever put him on a, a level of that. New York lost yeah. big and they needed a hero. They wanted to be the mega of, of, of hip-hop, and they just handed it over to Jay-Z. Oh, wow. What's wrong with you, yeah. Trick Daddy? Not a fan. Not a fan. You can sit down. Beyonce can't sing. She doesn't write her own stuff. She doesn't give back. Jay-Z, they, New York was just looking for another hero. Is that no. what he said? Did he say Biggie died and they yeah, were just looking for another looking, hero? they were looking for somebody else. Gotcha. To give gotcha, the crown. Gotcha, the, yeah. He didn't claim it. Wow. Come on, Trick Daddy, sit oof, down. Oof, Nobody oof. cares about your old ass anyway. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Cara Delevingne, who I love, I think she's awesome, uh, was in Architectural Architectural Digest yeah. and doing a, a tour of her house. And Oh, yeah, they do all those videos. She's, all the time. she's one of these people that decided to go with the um, Alice in Wonderland theme. So everything is like just like chaotic and purple and weird and, and the whole and house large. And yeah, like the bedroom, oh. definitely. Yeah. The rest of the house is like I couldn't be in that. I couldn't be there. I would be so uncomfortable and there's so much going on. Yeah. There's just things everywhere and everything is like mismatched. And it looks like a like it looks like a flea market. Right. <clears throat> like everything is just so like a thrift shop. Yeah, but like it's just, I mean, beautiful, right? Yeah. But uh, there's too much going on, and she, I guess, wanted to test the the lengths that her designer would go. Okay. So what she requested was a vagina tunnel in Excuse the wall. Me? What? So it's a panel in her wall. Yeah. That you open the wood panel. It's a secret panel compartment. Yeah. And then once you open it, there's a piece of the wall, like three feet by four feet kind of thing, that is all that looks, as soon as you open the wall, it looks like a giant uh, vagina made okay. out of fabric. Okay. Like pink fabric. And then you crawl through it. And then you crawl to the other side of the house. And in the other side of the house, you come out of a washing machine. Thank God you didn't say a, like a plot or something like that. <laughs> Listen to Cara Delevingne explain it. This is my vagina tunnel. Shall I go through? I'm going to go through. Oh, God. And then you're inside. I come in here to think. I come in here to create. I feel inspired in the vagina tunnel. So I'm going to show you where this leads. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh. Oh. <sighs> See? Rebathed and cleansed. <laughs> That is the first time I've heard Cara Delevingne speak. Yeah. I had no idea she had a British accent. Really? I thought she was American the whole time. Interesting. I get she's from the UK? Yeah. No idea. Yeah. No idea. Really, huh? Yeah. That's the very first time I've heard her speak. That's wild. Not what you expected. No. I thought I always thought she was from like California or something. Yeah. From New York. Yeah. Interesting. That's like the first time I heard Kate Moss's voice. I'd seen Kate. I'd seen Kate Moss my entire life, but yeah. then, like every now and every now and then, she would say one line in a commercial that was just like super overly produced and everything else. But not that long ago, like maybe a couple of years ago, I heard it, like an interview with Kate Moss, and it sounded super weird. Like I was like, "That's not in my head what Kate Moss is supposed to sound What's like." What's her voice like? No, like she has an accent, but she just like she just doesn't sound like to me. That voice isn't what is supposed to come out of that face. Like I just created it Hold in on, my I in have my head here. In my head all these he years ago. He steps out of his shoes and reaches down to take them off. Each of his socks, never taking his eyes off me. I am rendered speechless by the look of hunger in his eyes. Oh, yeah, excuse you know me, what? Kate Moss. That, that actually does. <laughs> That's pretty much what I thought Kate Moss was really, like. Really, huh? Yeah. What yeah. was that that you played? 
Um, that sounds like something you read in the vagina tunnel at Cara Delevingne's house. Is <laughs> Kate Moss reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, hell. <laughs> Police. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Scooter Braun is telling his side of the story when it comes to the Taylor Swift drama and her masters and buying Big Machine and selling them and everything else. Uh, this, of course, started when he bought Big Machine for $300 million, um, who were the owners of Taylor's previous albums and master recordings. Taylor said that she was sad and grossed out at the time. She called out Scooter for incessant manipulative bullying that she allegedly received at his hands for years and said that him having her masters was the, quote, worst case scenario. And then in November 2020, it was revealed that Scooter actually sold Taylor's master recordings to somebody else. In this new interview, uh, they asked the question, how do you view what went down in retrospect? And he said, I regret it, and it makes me sad that Taylor had that reaction to the deal. All of what happened has been very confusing and not based on anything factual. I don't know what story she was told. I asked her for a sit-down meeting several times, but she refused. I offered to sell her catalog back to her and went under an NDA, but her team refused. And then also in November of uh, 2020, when Scooter sold her masters to uh, another corporation, Taylor herself said that uh, he would never even quote my team a price and that the NDA he wanted her to sign would quote silence her forever. And then they asked Scooter, uh, some say it's just business, but this felt like it had a personal tone. Hmm. And he says, the thing that struck me, the thing that stuck out the worst was the word bullying. I'm firmly against anyone ever being bullied. I always try to lead with appreciation and understanding. The one thing I am proudest of in that moment was that my artists and my team stood by me. They know my character and my truth. So did they ask him uh, specifically, like, did you say or did your team say to Taylor, yes, you can have your masters back, but... It's alleged out there that you uh, part of the deal is that you're not to, to speak bad of Scooter Braun anymore. Well, I I, I mean, everybody has NDAs, yeah. right? They're so standard in show business and everything else. I think, though, if I remember correctly, part of the deal when the offer came through to sell her masters back was that she would have to then stay with Big Machine. Gotcha. And she, I believe, um, chose, I think the quote was, I'm going to bet on my future and not my past. So that's when she left, walked away from the deal to own her masters and went and signed that new deal. And then, of course, now she's re-recording everything, yeah. everything else, right? Wow. Uh, yeah, so that is the latest on that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Colin and Justin who we love a whole lot on this show, mm -hmm. um, design superstars. They do these amazing cottage projects all across Canada. They got this great book. And I was following them on social, and they were doing their first sort of big travel like work trip basically since yeah. COVID happened and they were going to Quebec city and they got in like a real brutal car accident. I guess like a cop car was chasing um, somebody who was on the run. And then the cop car wound up plowing into their cab that they were in. Oh my so God. here, uh, Damon Mori talked to uh, Colin and Justin last night. We were heading off to Quebec city on business and we'd been there for 50 minutes when we got into a taxi, uh, went round the corner from the hotel, and suddenly we were T-boned by a speeding police car. We were really, really badly hit. 
Uh, I've got two broken ribs. I've oh, got my uh, my, minor bruising to my lungs. Colin's got whiplash. He's got bruising um, and huge body aches. But hey, we're alive. Um, well, if you've ever watched those videos of crash test dummies on YouTube, it was exactly like that. We came out of a side street and a police car was zooming towards us and we all looked at it and it just came right at us like a bullet, whacked right into the side of the car and the car moved. And there was another car on the other side of the road that got hit as well. But we were all catapulted up in the air. And luckily, we were all wearing seatbelts. Wow. Oh, my God. My heart. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And uh, Harrison Ford has already been injured on the set of Indiana Jones 5. (laughs) Yo, that man is like 80 years old. It's close. He's 78. He's 78, but he wasn't he even he wasn't he even injured stuff, in like on set. He was injured like in a rehearsal for a fight scene. Oh, no. So a Disney spokesperson said, quote, uh, in the course of rehearsing for a fight scene, Harrison sustained an injury involving his shoulder. Production will continue uh, while the appropriate course of treatment is evaluated and the filming schedule we be will be reconfigured as needed in the coming Yo, weeks. Get that man a chair and tell so- him to sit there. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Sexy Beasts is this new, I know um, Too Hot to Handle just dropped on Netflix, yeah, which is like the horniest group of people you've ever seen in your life. They just stick them on an island and tell them they can't touch each other. It's incredible. Yeah. This season of Too Hot to Handle is wild. First four episodes are on Netflix right now. Um, But uh, Netflix just dropped the trailer for Sexy Beasts, and Sexy Beasts is a new dating show. It was actually a show back in 2014 in the UK, and then it just went away. It's like the masked singer for dating? Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Uh So they take these singles, and they put them in these very elaborate prosthetics and costumes. Like, it's not like a Halloween mask. Like, they make them look like movie monsters like mm. we're talking hours and hours and hours in a makeup and prosthetic chair to get them to not look like regular people but they make them look like devils and a dolphin one guy looks like a like a just a, a like a tin water bucket there's somebody one, else looks like a cat there's a, a panda a and i panda. believe like an alien or something like that yeah right. like a weird alien thing yo i'm here for it uh, um anyway here's a little bit of the trailer for sexy beasts welcome to the strangest blind date ever Hey, how you doing? Damn, how are you doing? <laughs> Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality for me is everything. You're the best looking devil I've ever seen. This is really weird right now. <laughs> Would you count this as a weird experience for you? Cheers. Uh, like, you remember when those so, stories came out of the furries, you. the people who would go to these, like... Gatherings and they just right. dress up like stuffed animals and yeah, yeah. like mess around and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's what this looks like to me. But that's right? not the point. The point of this one is can you see like the inner beauty? <laughs> is that the point? No, it's not. It's to watch people who are dressed like hammerhead sharks and a panda make out. Yeah. That's the point of the show, Fair. right? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm definitely watching this Absolutely. show. Absolutely. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Harry Styles fans are upset today. What? The stands. Well, because Olivia Wilde was out driving around in Harry's Range Rover. And be, of course, they know that it's Harry's Range Rover. Why? Oh, 
Does he have like um, a license plate? No, is this like Harry's range? No, I don't even think he has that. They just oh. know. They just know what she drives, I guess, and what he drives. And yeah. they were all upset because, you know, they it's don't like get to marry. like if someone drove my Yaris. Yeah, people would be very upset over that. But like, why isn't she in her Subaru? <laughs> yes. Why is she driving his car and not marrying me? Right. That's that. That's the, that's the convert. That's the conversation. Those yeah. nut jobs. I should be Mrs. Styles. Yes, you bozos. He's not going to marry you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Gigi Hadid uh, was at a press conference for a Ralph Lauren fragment fragrance. Yeah. And uh, during the event, she was asked uh, what some of the highlights of motherhood are. The highlight is, I would say like the most simple things, just seeing her learn um, something new every day, even if it's like picking up a cup or like putting a ball in a hole, like you're, you just think they're the best, most genius thing that's ever been born. Um, but yeah, just like the small things. Roz and Mocha Q&A. All right, here we go with some questions. And answers, of course. Uh, Rayman46, what up? It's Razamoka. How are you? Hey, Razamoka. I'm good. Um, <laughs> you a little bit sleepy today? Uh, no. Where are, you? Just... Where, are you? Where are you right now? Um, I'm in my basement, actually. Oh, um, what, what goes on down there? I'm about to exercise in a, when I'm finished with you guys. So oh, okay. Getting ready. What's the routine you're working on today? Uh, these days, because gyms are closed, I just mainly do some stretches and cardio. All right, that's all you can do. You keep at it, brother. Yeah. Uh, what's your question? So I'm Guyanese, and Mocha, you're Guyanese. So yeah. my question was... Shem's uh, also Guyanese. Being, oh, yeah, and Deepa. And um, Deepa, yeah. So my question was, being Guyanese, have you ever gotten in trouble because your mom told you to put chicken in the sink and you forgot? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you yeah, know, Alex, so many times. I've gotten in trouble for that. I'm not even Guyanese. Yeah, I think that's a universal thing when your ma calls and says, yo, take whatever, whatever out of the freezer because I got to cook it tonight. And you forget. And then, oh, boy, yeah, yeah. You get yelled at. The two, yeah. the, the worst days of my life where I really felt like I let my mom down, mm-hmm. right? Like the, where I felt like a bad son. It's not that you ignored them and it's not that you sort of neglected your responsibilities is there was two things that could happen in my house that just showed you didn't care and you let her down and they hurt more than any other days. And there were the days where I didn't take the food out of the freezer yep. and put it in the sink for. But the worst days was the days where I would forget both my responsibilities, which is my mom would come home and she would realize that, A, I didn't take the food out of the freezer, uh-huh. and B, I forgot to tape another world for her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Them soap operas? Oh, my God. If my yeah. mom had a bad day mm-hmm. and she got home and there was no another world on that VHS... It was it was my worst day. It was uh, in our house, Young and the Restless, for my mom. Was it? Yeah. You know yeah. my mom still watches Young and the Restless she now? Really? Huh? Keeps up with all the storylines. Yes. That's a lifetime. My dad yeah. was Mash. Mash what? No, Mash. Ma- what were you that Mash? That was his show that he always. Oh, did. the TV show. Oh, but wasn't that on at night though? You didn't have to tape Mash for him. Yeah, he was though. never home at night. Oh, true oh, that. Damn. Man, you ladies. go, Frank. Hey. What's up, Frank? Hey. <laughs> Yeah, no, for, for us, Ray, um, in, in my house, it was, yes, if you didn't take any of the, the, the meat that my mom asked me to take out of the freezer, or my family was notorious for buying, like, in abundance, milk. 
right? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And then we would take the milk bags and put them in the freezer. Right. And then we Why would, would need... you buy so much milk? I don't all at know. Once? I have no idea. Maybe because it was on sale. Who knows? That's the only thing I could think of, right? Yeah. Like my family, notorious when growing up, anytime something was on sale, it was like, well, we need a lot of these so because did, it's on sale. Did your folks buy the bags of milk and stick those in the freezer? Is yes, that what it was? It okay. Was bags I've of milk. I've never had defrosted milk. And no, it so tastes the same. The defrosted milk, or sorry, once you take the milk and you put it in the freezer, yeah. and once it reaches that freezing point, it turns yellow. Yeah. So it Ew. almost looks gross. Like yeah. when you take that, the, the hard, the frozen milk bag out of the freezer and you plop it in the sink, it's just this brick of yellow. And then it turns white? Yeah. And then it turns red yeah. once it's defrosted. Yeah. And it that's, just tastes fine. That's yeah. it, and, it, and it tastes totally fine. It tastes totally fine. What did you have most of? Like, if you if you couldn't pinpoint one meal that was sort of like, maybe not the best thing your mom cooked, but it was her weeknight staple. Like, what was the, what did you guys have more than anything else? Oh, God. We had a lot of curry. Yeah. And it was either with roti or with rice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of that. It was either beef or chicken. Yeah. We always did. Well, our, I think my mom's number one was just because it was easy was always like a, like a pot, like spaghetti. Yeah. Right. Or what else would it be? Yeah. I guess spaghetti would sort of be the number one thing or she would make a stew mm. and we would just like Hardy. go, go crack on the, on the stew and it would just be, it would just be great. Or like she would do these hot hamburger, hot hamburger sandwiches, which yeah. was like a thick piece of toast. Uh-huh. Okay. And she would buy like special bread where it was like a super thick piece of toast and you would toast that. And then she would make hamburger patties as you would just like a regular hamburger on a pan. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she would take that piece of toast and it was, oh, it was only got one piece of toast. There was no top, right? It was one piece of toast. And you, the piece of toast would go on the bottom. Then the hamburger patty would go on the piece of toast. Mm-hmm. You would put it on a plate beside a giant heaping spoonful of mashed potatoes and then mm. cover the whole thing in gravy oh, wow. and you would oh just God, eat it with it you would just so eat good. it with a fork wow. and knife right so oh. like that that hamburger on thick toast with the gravy and the fork and knife mm. and yeah we had that a lot uh rayman so 46 uh, before you get to your workout you got to answer the question so like did you ever get in trouble for for not taking the chicken out of the freezer and putting it in the sink before your mom got home oh i can't even count the times and <laughs> Sometimes she would even tell me to like season it and put it in the oven before she gets home. Oh so, no! So what so happened she when she get, got home? Asshole. She would get right? really, really mad. Yeah. Because she would come home at like five, and there's no chicken in the oven, and it's like now I have to go and defrost meat and cook it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do That's that. That's the worst. Oh, you know what the worst is? When the, the, the food isn't, like, hadn't been taken out during the day. Yeah. But the food still needs to be made. Yeah. So I guess in your house it would have been the same, right, where the chicken or the ground beef would, in frozen state, have to go in the microwave and be defrosted. That's such a tricky thing, though. I know. Because you, and go, you go 30 seconds too long. So and you got gray long. hamburger that you can't use for anything. And it would take forever ever because parts of the meat would be fully defrosted but then you get like right in the middle and it's still frozen oh yeah just just a bucket of warm water and then you're good just stick the whole thing in there uh ray thank you so much brother you enjoy your workout man you guys have a good day uh ray between Roz and mocha who's your favorite so i I just wanted to preface this by saying that i was the person that said the show should be called Roz yells at, uh, at a cloud Oh, oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. But Roz did used to be my favorite. And then my opinion kind of changed because I realized Roz is 
complaining all the time and he's really grumpy. So my favorite is mocha. <laughs> but okay, if 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 my complaining all the time is what what lost me as your favorite, then what made me your favorite at the time? Because that's all I've ever done. Roz, like you're definitely the funnier person of the show. Oh, wow. and, and I do like your, your humor, your dry humor, your sarcasm. I do like that, but you just go on these boomer rants all the time. And <laughs> it, it gets annoying. So okay, you have to understand, I'm far from a boomer. You know that, right? I don't even complain about things boomers complain about. Yeah, I know, but like everybody calls you a boomer. So. Shut up, though, but get it right. right? And then you sit on the toilet for an hour and a half, and then you claim you're the busiest person in the world. <laughs> Yo, yeah, but you have no idea how much work I get done on the toilet. And, but then you say that you don't have time to like exercise and stuff when you're wasting time on the toilet. You shut up. It's not wasting time. Yeah, it's my him in, time. You could join him in the basement for a workout. Yeah, like you want me to go to your basement with you, you and have Ray, a squad? Raven taking notes. Yeah, I know. It's not cool, <laughs> Ray. <the> <laughs> Thank been you, Ray. I've been the show for a long time. I know everything. You got, oh. You, oh, wow. You got a skipping rope down there with you? I do, actually. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm going to need that. <laughs> Whoop your ass. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, guys. Later, Later brother. What was the Emil Mori uh, that, that, that your dad... Concoction. concoction. That's right. I forgot about concoction. What was concoction can, again? Can, yeah, can you run down what concoction I was? Yeah, was? I was going to jump in and say that, because you guys are all talking about chicken and whatnot. My dad, it was concoction. That's right. Which yes. was like usually rigatoni, ground beef, breadcrumbs, and other things that he could find, like, you know, maybe some cut-up pieces of chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it was concoction. Yeah. You're concocting. Yeah. A meal. Yeah, it's like it's like Maury's dad was like cooking for oh, kidney beans, like Vikings after they got home from battle, right? Like you just take anything that died during that the war and you just stick it all in a pot but I and boil it beans. and boil it down. Ooh, I like concoction when he sometimes opened a can of like you know those like hot dogs that come in a can. Yeah, like cocktail wieners. Yeah, he put those in. Yeah, why were they even in the house though? Like, oh, why would you even have those in the home? For concoction. Yeah. Of no, because, weird. like, sometimes if a lady was coming over and he had to entertain, but he, he needed bought... to give them, he would serve them a little wiener? <laughs> before the big wiener? Right before the big wiener? <laughs> get them girl. used to getting, get here. I, I, it was all part of his strategy. Get them used to. Yo, you are so lucky that Frank doesn't. Actually, no, you are so lucky that Ghana, Frank, your stepmom doesn't listen to this. Ah, listen, she's a good woman. She's a good woman. She knows. She's do, a do lucky brothers, woman. Do your brothers knows. listen to the podcast? No, I no. tell them it costs a lot. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sonia says here, what is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? Well, Maury, you're the snooper, so why don't you go ahead? I, my first answer was going to be plastic on couches. Mm. I've still seen that recently, but I also saw a sculpture once. Like it was like a ceramic sculpture yeah. of, of a jockey, like a lawn jockey that was also a lamp. Like one of the racist lawn jockeys? A race lawn jockey. No, not a race lawn jockey. <laughs> lawn jockey. Racist. Like one of those racist <laughs> like garden jockeys. Yes. Oh. But it was also a lamp. Okay. Yeah. 
You don't see a lot of those anymore, huh? No. The black garden jockey? No. Right? No. Holding like holding out the lantern? Yeah. Where, right? where, where did you see that, Mark? Matthew's grandma's house. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If yeah. yeah, he's still got grandma's, yeah, then. Yeah, exactly. She You're was find... trying to give it to him. Yeah. She was like, this is an antique. You should take it. I'm happy I don't have grandmas anymore for that reason, man, because you would always stumble across something racist, you know, in the uh-huh. house, right? Just from like the, the years gone by, like a mammy doll that they picked up somewhere on vacation, totally. right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And you got to like secretly try and, you know, rid the house of all that stuff. I, I was in somebody's house where, and it was, it wasn't done in any sort of salacious way, but it was weird in the sense that it made you uncomfortable, Okay, which was there were nudes of the couple on the wall of their what? own house. No. Like they did like tasteful nude shots like where their bodies, where like their bodies sideways. were all intertwined with each other oh, like and John stuff Lennon like and that. Yoko ono on the cover of yeah, Rolling but Stone. it's not John Lennon and Yoko Ono, the Yoko Ono, it was like Doug and Susan, Yeah, right? <laughs> Ain't nobody wants to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so that was weird. But why did right? I picture you staring at it and analyzing it for I a long not. time? I did not. I did not. I did not. I think you would stare and analyze. Yeah. Well, it was black and white, wasn't it? What's that? It was probably black and white. Uh, no, it actually wasn't. You can't do a tasteful yeah. nude photo shoot without it being black and white. Well, uh, they, they, I agree with you, and theirs wasn't all that tasteful. <laughs> uh, I've, 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 like, I've seen stuff in people's homes where you suspect that it's there for sort of like nefarious or sexual reasons kind of thing, uh-huh. right? You see one of those weird triangle pillows just alone, and I'm like, that's not for yoga. Oh yeah, it's for something. You else. You know what I mean? That's for something. That's for something else. Is it? I've seen a whip. That's not weird though. No, it's not weird. Like oh, I've, had... I've, I've seen a, a lot of hand lotion on nightstands. Oh, which that's but again not weird, oh, right? I was at a guy's house once and he had like an urn full of condoms. An urn? What? Like kind of like a not like a an ashes urn, but like like what a else? fish bowl full of condoms. No, but it was like for a vase, a vase of condoms. Oh, wow, that's flashy. Yeah. A vase and an urn are two different yeah. things, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember um, you were talking recently. Remember that uh, that little figurine? It was like a monk. Oh, yeah, with the, yeah, the, it was a robe. monk, and he had a robe, and you push his head, and his penis popped but out the front. that's not weird. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw that, um, I was like, what the hell? That was at one of my uncle's house. Yeah. Uh, my uncle's apartment, actually, in New York, and then he just thought it was hilarious. It was my dad's brother. Yeah. So then he ended up buying one for, like, all of his brothers. Really, huh? So we had that I gotta at find home. One of those. I got to find one of those. Um, oh, my grandmother has oh. a cup full of her teeth. Oh. Uh, gross. Gross. I've had, like, two people I know... Like I remember, like the first time I went to their to their houses in their room, they had one of those massive, not even a fish tank, like yeah. bigger that had like rats and like iguanas and this. Like it, I can't remember what it is you, you you call it, but it was a it's a basically a fish tank. Yeah, but it took up like half the room and it had all these things that you would normally see like in a pet store. Let me ask you this question: When you were young, yeah, because I, I'm, I'm, I assumed everybody did this, but, but I've, I haven't had this conversation, and I think that I might have been alone in this with the people that I hung out with. When you were young and you had a friend, mm-hmm. and you were at your friend's house, yeah, would you and your friend just like get up and go into their parents' room and just go through all their stuff? No, I never did. Oh yeah, all the you time. never did. Oh, you all the time. I knew what kind yeah. of underpants all my friends' moms wore. 
Really? Yeah, because that's you would just do that. Like because you would you just find you would cool just things in drawers. Yeah, you would just be sitting around doing nothing, and they'd be like, "You want to go through my parents' room?" And you'd be like, "Cool." And then you'd go through and you just go through like all their business, and like, just look like at everything? their nightstands, and like between the mattress and the box spring, and like you, really? would, you would just find all their secrets. Like if I, I knew if I all believe, the secrets about my parents' friends. If I believe it, what would you find? My friends' parents. In the nightstand and or in between the, the bed and the box frame. Everything that you would think you would find. Unlimited. Yeah. Um, like for like there was we found. What? Before, yeah. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you found everything. I never did that. Everything, no? No. Booze, no, like like booze, like tiny like little airplane bottles of booze hidden around that didn't that the wife didn't even know about. Like all oh, that stuff. Wow. All, all the secrets. Yeah. Um, Cody asks here, would you rather your knee pits or elbow pits behave like armpits? When you say behave, do you mean like growing hair and smelling? That's what I assume. Definitely knee pits. Well, what else would armpits do other than grow hair and smell? Definitely knee pits because yeah. the worst it would get is you'd have two little sweaty circles on the back of your jeans. Yeah. I Elbow think it's pits are here, right? Way yeah. more inconvenient. Also, if people had big patches of hair right here on their elbow pits, that would be weird. Very. And do you have to put deodorant yeah, here? Yeah, you, yeah, you have probably to. would. Yeah, you yeah. would have to. You have so to you'd have to still there. put deodorant on your knees. Uh, Behind no. your knees? Like uh, your knee pits. I don't know. I think Maybe? I would probably just let it go. Would you? But you, yeah, but I don't no, but want the smell would emanate. Th that's the problem is that you yeah. don't want something smelling bad. Like right now, if you smell your pits, right? Uh -huh. It's above the way. It's an above the way smell. So it's it's yeah, you stink, but it's not gross, right? It's not confusing. You know what that smell is yes. because there's really not much else other than breath above the waist that would smell. If you, the backs of your knees started to smell. Okay. Huh. Okay. That's a below the waist smell. So if somebody got a whiff of that, they might think it's something else. Yeah. Like, like your from your butt. They yeah. might be confused as to where that below the waist smell is coming from. Okay. What yes. about for this scenario? Your knee pits, when they smelled, smelled like armpits. Yeah. No, I'm just saying yeah, they were, but, like, but stink is stink though, right? Uh, like yeah. different people smell different but ways. You really smell anytime you bent down to tie up your shoes. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing if your butt smells, right? Yeah. Wafts up and. No, I mean, thanks. It's never happened to me, but... So what are we agreeing on? Knee pits. Okay. Yeah. Kim says here, uh, what happened... Oh, okay. So you don't travel for ET Canada anymore, Roz. Well, I, I can't. Uh, but when you used to have to travel and leave here and go to LA or New York or wherever, yeah. um, Kim asks this for that reason. What happens when Roz uses the airplane washroom? Does he still stay in there for a long time? And since he says he doesn't even use public washrooms, would he ever use the airplane one? Like to go poo? Yeah. Hell no! Yeah, you know, I don't think I have ever, no ever chance. on an airplane. No I Ever had to, had to poo. I have, and here's the problem. There's no water, like there's no pool of water there. No. So when you what go What do you poo, need to play? What do you want the pool of water? <laughs> no, but to sort of allow... What comes out to sort of float a little bit as and opposed to stick to the yeah, toilet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a good scene at all, at all. No, I've never, I've never gone number two on an airplane. Yeah. Never will go number two on. And I've been on some long flights. Oh. Like I took three planes over 16 hours to Russia and I never went number two on a plane. Here's really? the thing, when you yeah. do an early you... morning flight though, and if you always go number two at a certain time, yeah. and you're on the plane at that time, yeah. you, your body's I, telling you I, you gotta I, go. I've been that, I've done that countless times. So and you I've just never hold gone. it in? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I just, it's not for me.
Yeah, it's I not, couldn't. It's do not it. for me. And then when I do have to go pee, if I'm on a, if I'm on like a big plane, like a three row, I don't usually have problems. But if I'm on any other normal sort of plane, right? Yeah. Um, when I stand in the bathroom, my head is on an angle to where the roof is. Oh. Right? Yeah. Oh, and you know the thing about airplane. Well, unless you squat down. You can't. There's no, not there's like no room, there's no man. room. No, there's I mean, no, no, I mean, go in like. Kind of like you're doing a squat. No, because you can't pee like that. Yeah, no, right? you can't do that. And no. I don't know, like, I could be wrong. Maybe I just never paid attention to airplane bathrooms before. But when you walk in, isn't it already, like, it's not a, um, a, a straight, like, no. rectangle. It's no. already, the top part is already on an angle. Yes. Which, for you, being so tall, it would make it even more difficult yes. just to stand there. I think I have, hold on here. I think I have a picture of me. In an airplane you do, bathroom. You've, put it, you've, told, you've posted it. Did I? Here, I'll show it Inside to of an that. airplane bathroom? Yeah, yeah, you put it on the Instagram. Don't say the Instagram, Maury. You know it's just Instagram. <laughs> Maury, you know what? Maury stalks so much. I bet you Maury knows the date. When did he post it? Uh, it was two years know. ago. Two years ago. <laughs> Shut up. If you're, if you're right, Maury, you're fired. You Go what. back to 2019. I'll tell you what. Hold on here. No, it was longer than that. Oh, yeah, look. Okay. There, there's a picture right there. Uh, first of all, it was 2015, Maury. September. <laughs> September. Okay, I was very this wrong. Is, this is what I look like in an airplane bathroom. Oh, my God. You look like the Bubba Duke. Yeah, yo, you look like the Slender Man. Right? <laughs> you look legit. <laughs> see yo, that, Shem? Look at that. That's oh me in an airplane God. bathroom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. You see that and, standing in front of you? Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Slenderman. And, absolutely. And and you know how, like, gross airplane bathrooms are, right? And yeah. you don't want to touch anything. Imagine being me where you go into one of those smaller airplane bathrooms and every part of me touches something. Yeah. Like, my ear is touching the bathroom. Yeah. There's no like, avoiding your it. Hands when, when does that ever happen? What's that? How do you wash your hands when you're tilted? When I'm tilted, when I go to wash my hands, like, in a little plane like this, when I go to wash my hands. Yeah. Okay. My head... The back of my head is on the ceiling, okay? So I'm looking down at my feet. Like, I can't look at my face in the mirror. Oh, my. Unless, unless you try unless to I, bend. Unless I bend back. Yeah. And then put my eyes forward. <laughs> right? And then I'm looking at my and then I'm looking at my own nose. But, like, when I go into an airplane bathroom, oh, no. every single, this is why they gross me out so much, every single part of me Ugh. touches the inside of an airplane bathroom. So gross. Right? Like, every part of me. Do you ever my forehead being so tall? Regret, like, like it was my choice. <laughs> like, I wish I hadn't uh, done that when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll end on this one. Reviews by Jules asks, "What is Mocha's ideal first bromance date with Drake?" Oh, <laughs> okay. Not that I've thought of this. Yes, you're such in a the liar. past. Yeah. But we would kick it at his place, of course. Like he'd yeah. invite me over. Would you, but are would you, you drive a special outfit? I would probably, because I know he's a sneakerhead as well, mm -hmm. I would probably break out the Jordan 4s that I have, the Mocha edition. Mm -hmm. But are you which, wearing all OVO? No, because I don't own any OVO. Right. Maybe while I'm there, he'll see, or he may come up in the conversation where he says, he asks or he finds out that I don't. And then, like, in a couple of weeks, I get this massive, like, delivery at the house of all OVO gear. Right. Right? That now, might happen. Would you drive there yourself, or do you think that he would send somebody to pick you up? No, i drive myself. You would? Yeah. Okay. We would probably play NBA 2K. 
Does he into video games? Of course he is. Is yes. he though? Is he? Yes. I don't know about um, that. I think that uh, his friends would also be there because they're always there. Right. So we'd all kick it as like one big crew. Okay. And uh, we'd be drinking and we'd play video games and then maybe sit down and have some dinner, like wine and pasta. <laughs> okay. Although that's yeah. a pretty heavy meal. So yeah. maybe not that. Maybe we would just have snacks okay. while we're playing video Who's games. Who's making dinner? Like his staff or is he making dinner? No, his staff. Okay. He's not giving them a night off. Uh, no, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he likes to, to go out and work the grill I and stuff. I assume that he wants you to bring some Guyanese food to try. Mm, no, he doesn't want me to bring anything. I'll be no. courteous and I'll bring like a bottle of wine or something. Yeah. Okay. Just to be like, thanks for inviting me over to kick it. Sure. Um, well, he's got that big basketball court. You going to do that for a while? On the property. So we may play some hoops. Yeah. Would you ask him if you could take a bath? No, no. I wouldn't. No, not no. at all. You think that's weird? Yeah. I don't think it's weird in a place like that. I think if you walk in and see one of his many bathrooms that has a big, beautiful tub in it, I don't think it's weird at that point. It's not like you're asking to, like, take, you know, have a bath in his bathroom. But I'm like, yo, we played this game, like, pretty heavy. Yeah. I assume he has, like, a change room, like, yeah. with showers. Like, what if you, yeah, but yeah, but there's a difference. Uh, oh, yeah, there's true, a difference true, 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 true. showering after a quick round of basketball yeah. and going and taking a bath in somebody no, else's okay, house. No, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a bath. You wouldn't would, take a bath? No, no, no. Oh. I'd, I'd do, like, a quick rinse. Would you? No, I yeah. assume that I, he has a change room with a group shower. Like, I would. You know, those, like, I would. No, no, no. I think you would have to i think i think you would have to you fully take a bath no i would do to really I would do enjoy a shower. It. yeah okay and then after basketball is when we all bath have time. wine oh and, sorry. no yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wine and pasta okay uh and then of course he's got a studio in in his place so he'll yeah. be like okay i gotta go do these songs real quick yeah. and we'll hang out in the studio maybe smoke a little weed yeah and record some songs oh and then because mm-hmm. he's got his own jet Air Drake. Wait, first of all, pause. You've not gone into his massive pool. Hmm. But he, did, he took a bath. That's the same thing. No, but I was. No, I took a shower. Yeah. Okay. No, we're no, not doing well, pool time. Not before, yet. Not no, yet, no, not before yet. basketball, like when you arrive, he's already out by the pool and you go and meet him. Mm, like if him and the guys were over by the pool? Yeah. Oh, so I got to bring trunks as no, well? No, if you didn't bring trunks, you could just borrow a tiny pair of his, I'm sure. <laughs> One up, of his yeah. Speedos. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think. No. no, Drake's not a Speedo guy. You don't think so? No, he's like board shorts. You don't know that, though. Um, I think at the end of the night, he'd be like, yo, guys, because I feel like Drake would be spontaneous like this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's all get on Air Drake and let's go kick it for a few days in Vegas. That's and so then that's, we'd, okay. we'd so fly that, to that, Vegas. This, this is now now out of the spirit of the, the intended question. So what was the what was read the question again? Uh, what is Mocha's ideal first bromance date with Drake? Right. So you've turned this into a four day affair because things just happen like spontaneously okay. and what so you call you call your wife uh-huh. and you say jenna and how do you explain this to her i'm gonna be like listen the guys were talking and drake's gonna fly us all there to vegas for like two days mm-hmm. we're gonna be staying at the sky suites at aria which is my yeah. favorite hotel and casino right and i'll be back like on monday you think she'd be cool with that? i don't think you would i i honestly don't think you would i think you would say no would she be more okay with it if you didn't fly anywhere and you just spent the night, like, in the house? Oh, like, if I said, oh, because like, I drove, and I'll be like, babe, I'm so wasted right now. Yeah. Like, we drank all this expensive champagne and wine. Yeah. And she'd be like, Uber, we'll just go pick up your no, car no, tomorrow. No, but Drake put out the air mattress. Right. Man, Drake, got no air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> like, OVO air mattress? <laughs> yeah, you don't know that. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> no, you're right. I probably wouldn't go to Vegas. You wouldn't go to Vegas. No, I'd skip that yeah, one. Yeah, you would be so worried. Like, you would I be would, so worried. I that, would say, I would say that to Drake. Th- because here's, here's what the, my thing, right, is that I, I think that you would be worried because 
maybe you get yourself in a situation where his crew are ready to go hard and they're ready to go hard at like a club and there's women and there's all sorts of other things. And I don't know if you would put yourself in a position to be the guy who was saying no to all of these things. Oh, right. Because you, yeah, would, yeah. you would look like... Well, I, I wouldn't put myself in that situation that, anyway. This is why I think that you would right. say no to Vegas. But knowing like, Jenna, knowing Jenna, she would not take this away from him. She would encourage him no, to no, do like that. They, they could go. He could go and... No, not that, but I, I don't, I could see you're saying you need to be but, there. Okay, but what if you walk on the plane and it's suddenly like air orgy and, oh, and yeah, Mocha's no, got to like, Mocha's got to go sit with the pilot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like say, you're not even, you say, I like, had some bad clams, like, not today. You're not, you can't no. even have fun at what that point, not today? right? Bro, not today. You know, like, not, what, not like, like what if that's the, what if that, that's what happens, right? Like, what if it just becomes like you get on the plane, like you don't know. Like, what if, what if the routine is you get on the plane? And then it's you know you can bleep this right yeah like what if it's like as soon as oh, you yeah. as soon as no, you get no, on no, the plane no, like you no, don't no, know no, no that's and not I, my style. I, I just don't think that you would want to be the guy in the position to just being saying no to all the stuff right yeah right no. at that point I'm locking myself in the Ovio yeah, bathroom but if he right leaves early Drake's never going to invite him back again because it's like oh, the guy. Oh jeez! Oh. No, I, nobody said that word, Maury. Jeez, Maury. Well, yeah, like well, the l- like what? Like the 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 the, the family man didn't want to like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nobody was using nobody was using the p word. <laughs> anyway, uh, every week you'll see on Instagram jeez. at kiss nine two five a picture that reads "Ask Razamoga." Oh, this is where on. we get the questions hold from. On. So after feel free you to ask leave away. and after you go home, does Drake text you like, "Hey, that was fun." Uh, yeah, he'd be like, yo, we, that, that was amazing. Like, we had a great time. Like, yeah. next time, you know, you want to hang out, just shoot me a text. Is yeah. he an emoji user? Absolutely, he's an emoji user. Interesting. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.